Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on the recording. But let us get started. Well, hey, hey, friends. Uh, welcome to another level of the podcast. So if you, you couldn't already tell from the title, uh, this this is a, a bit of a, a sad one for me. I, I'm not going to really get into details. I know some of you are my friends directly on Facebook, some of you are just listeners, some of you are just acquaintances, but uh, I had big plans for a bunch of geek TV and news and all that, and that might still happen later this week while I uh, deal with some feelings, but um, a friend of mine passed away in uh, not, not the... Not the greatest of circumstances, uh, nothing, uh, he lived a great life, amazing human being, and of course he would shrug to hear me say that, but my friend Sean, I'll, I guess I'll, well he puts his name on the podcast, so Sean Lewis passed away, and uh, really young, really sad, and and there, there's a lot of feelings, a lot of sadness, but I, I thought, shit, I, I put it for this guy, I, I made sure I've been consistent with the podcast, there's been an, an episode out every week, and I always tell him I'm, I'm more consistent than you, he was a podcaster, he did a wonderful podcast called Sean Talks Movies, and and I, and I would be consistent, we were roommates, he was he was somebody that I cared deeply about. But uh, I was like, <laughs> how am I gonna, how am I gonna put out an episode? And he, he would want an episode to get up. And I'm like, man, I, I don't know that I could wax happy about things here on the podcast. And then it just occurred to me, there's a lot of people that loved him. And by no means is this me riding the coattails of something tragic. But for my own self, I was like, he recorded two podcasts with me. I enjoyed every moment of it. And and f, I wanna, I wanna go back and and re-listen to his amazing voice. He talked with me all about geek movies. And then he talked to me all about Star Wars, and that's really the very heart of this podcast. And as he was someone who was who was deep in my heart, I, I, I want to honor him, but I also was like, you know what, I'm going to put up where anybody that knows him could find the two episodes they did with me that weren't on his podcast, and just, and just spend, it's going to be long. I mean, I think each one of those conversations was at least an hour or more. I'm putting them both together, back to back. And uh, I, I really hope people enjoy it. I, I hope, I, he touched so many people's lives. He was an amazing Amazing man and human being, loved by many, and he loves so many. And uh, while the, the earth is less for losing him, we're we're all really lucky that we have we have his recorded voice, even if he didn't agree with us all the time, and that's okay too. But I hope you really enjoy uh, the very first ever reruns on Laugh It Up Fuzzball. Well, I guess this is a Laugh It Up Fuzzballs episode. I'm not sure if I titled it that way or not. I, I do know what the title is, so I know it's sad. That's why I made mention to it, but. uh I hope you enjoy it. You may or may not hear my voice in between the two episodes. I'm going to be listening to this right along with you uh, with tissues. And, uh, yeah, friends, enjoy. And rest in peace, Sean. We love you. And uh, we'll, we'll see you on the other side. All right, friend? All right. I hope you guys enjoy. And thank you for understanding. And next week or later this week, we'll be back with uh, the usual hilarity. Well, I just got to process some feelings, friends. And uh, I know no apologies are necessary. So, yeah, enjoy. Love you, Sean. Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball, friends. Actually, we're here for another edition of Laugh It Up Fuzzballs. I'm Joe the Wookie Riot, but I'm here today with one of my good pals. Sean, say hello, Sean. Hello, Sean. And uh, yeah, Sean's here. We also have a surprise guest. We have his little, beautiful, cute dog named Quint. And we have Coro the parakeet. He's a conure, but yeah, basically a small parrot. Yeah, small parrot. So if you hear jingle, jingle, woof, or tweets... 
That is why we are actually here in a diverse animal sanctuary recording, <laughs> laughing up fuzzballs. So fuzzballs are me and Quint. Sean's not bearded. That's okay. We'll forgive him for that. Is it bad that Quint could probably grow a beard faster than I could? Well, you know, no, because Quint is amazing. That's he, true. He's named for an amazing movie. And that is actually the point. I have Sean here today because Sean <laughs> – Just to talk about one thing. <laughs> well, okay. So I always say this podcast is about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. But, you know, you think geek, you think comic books, you think superheroes, you think maybe some science fiction. But I, I submit there's all sorts of geeks, right? Yeah. So film geeks. There's lots of film geeks out there. When I think in my world of people that I interact with, who is the biggest film geek I know? Roger Ebert. Is he still alive? No. So, well, but I don't really know him. Richard I know, Roper. I know of him. Uh, John Schnepp? Sure. So he's like, I don't know who that One is. One of the schmoes. I have no idea. One of the schmoes, yeah. <laughs> but in my inner circle of people that I actually know, respect, and, and know more than just their name, like actually know like where their diverse animal sanctuary is, mm-hmm. and I've helped them move, is my good friend Sean of Sean Talks Movies. He has his own podcast where he talks about movies. I do. You were on it once. Yeah, I was on it once. I, I like to think that I was the catalyst for the creation of this show. You were definitely one of the impetuses. Yeah. Is that a word? Imp- impetus I? Well, Quint, don't whine. I'm sorry that I do the podcast, buddy, but you're the second puzzball. And you actually have a Chewbacca collar on right now, so that's even like more part of the show than I am. This is the world all coming together. But basically what we're going to do today on this special guest episode is Sean is going to talk geek movies. This is Sean Talks Geek Movies. Can that be the episode, uh, episode title? Oh, that's already the title. Okay, I, I already have it there, yeah. <laughs> but basically what I wanted to do is have Sean talk about all things geek in the movies, superheroes, Star Wars, of course, and mm-hmm. we're going to talk the Simpsons movie because yeah. that's necessary. And then whatever Sean wants to talk about. The fun thing is I'm your ray of sunshine that always has positive things to say, whereas Sean – he has a, a much more honest opinion. I don't claim to be dishonest, but if he doesn't like something, he'll say so. You agree? Yes. I, I mean, I don't I don't want to say that I'm not a ray of sunshine, but I definitely like to find the flaws in, in things. So I don't like to find them. I love to be blown away by things, but I generally am not. <laughs> that's All right. The, that's the problem. Sounds fair. So we'll start off with a ray of sunshine. We're going to talk superhero. Is there a superhero movie you love and hold near and dear to your heart? I mean, so, I mean, we're going to get into the whole, you know, idea of the superhero movie and how that is now its own genre. It's not even a subgenre anymore. That is the dominant force in American cinema right now, which I have a huge problem with. But there are good ones. I'm not gonna say, you know, that they're all bad. Obviously the first one that's gonna come to mind is The Dark Knight. Which is interesting because I feel like now we have this giant chasm between Marvel and DC and in terms of the DC film universe, they have kind of gone off the the deep end. They're, you know, off the rails completely. Marvel has figured it out, yet DC still has the single greatest superhero film ever made in The Dark Knight. And it's bizarre to think about that. And I know that we're going to, you know, we're going to be going through a lot of them here, but this is wildly heralded as one of the best superhero movies of all time, arguably the best. And a lot of that has to come down to Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker. I posit that it would still be one of the best, probably top two or three, without Heath Ledger in that movie. Because it's a solidly written film, and it just it works beyond just a superhero movie. It ha- it's a great crime thriller that just happens to have superhero characters in it, and that's why it's a good movie. I think that's fair. I think that's incredibly fair. I I go back and forth. Avengers, Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. We also talked about another movie that's really high on the list. It's a superhero movie you might not think of as that. But what we're gonna do is actually went to Cinema Blend to give them credit 
found a top 30 and wrote down all the movies so I could come with them. And then went to five other places that had like top 27, top 31. They all want to be special. So this is, Just stand this, up. this stand is up. top Wookiee. It's not even that. We're not doing a top 10 list. There's plenty of top 10 places. It's just so we had some movies to talk about. So I didn't mm-hmm. come here completely unprepared because mm-hmm. Sean is a voracious critic of things and I didn't want to come like a complete hack like hey bud we're gonna have some fun huh what's disgusting to me I don't know if it's disgusting or good but out of the the 30 movies on this list I have seen 29 of them and I don't know if that really adds any credence to the fact that I don't necessarily like these movies because I continue to see them regardless so I don't know yeah what choice do you have though that's true it's I mean when they're playing in 47 out of the 48 theaters around me like that's yeah you know and you also have the thing where you can go see movies that's true. More. That's true. I have Movie Pass, which yeah. I don't know if you want me to plug that at all. If, if you want to plug it, they're not giving you any money. They're not giving yeah. you any money. But it's it's look it up. It's Movie Pass. It's a way to see movies. It's cheaper. slowly becoming less and less beneficial because they're slowly raising the prices. Okay. Based on, I think it's actually based on how much you see. So I, you know, anyway. Yeah. So there are ways to see more movies, and because Sean has that ability, he does see more movies. I see a few. Yeah, I said he has a movie podcast. He talks about a lot of movies. Sean talks movies. But today, Sean talks geek <laughs> movies. All right, what is it? Anchor Jacket, Anchor Jacket, Anchor Jacket. All right, guys. Show yes. the game on you happy. I've plugged you guys enough. Great. We're Thank moving you. on. Laugh it up, fuzzball. All right. <laughs> Wait, I don't want to go through this whole list of 30, but I figured, no. you know, let's start off. Captain America Civil War. Did you see it? Yeah. And you didn't think it was the most amazing movie ever? No. Why? I wanted someone to die. Well, okay. This is actually – so me and, me and Sean, we work at an undisclosed place. We were talking about Batman v Superman, mm-hmm. and Sean was talking about the death – well, spoilers. Right. I think anybody who's wanted to see that movie has seen it by Yeah, now. but the death of Superman. Right. So the biggest thing about that movie is – my biggest thing about the superhero genre now is that for the most part, there, I don't feel like there's any real stakes to any of these characters that are constantly being seen as, you know, these kind of immortal creatures who bad things will happen, but they generally find a way to get out of their predicament or survive the movie. And one of the movies that actually works against that, in my opinion, is Watchmen, which is on this list. I don't know if we're going to bring it up, so I'm going to bring it up now. But Watchmen, great source material. One of it's on. It might be the only comic book slash graphic novel thing I've ever read. But <laughs> uh, but great source material, and but it, it, it works as a standalone film because. There's no stakes. I mean, there's there's too many stakes, and characters could come and go, and you have no idea what's going to happen. Whereas when I watch Civil War or something like that, I have no real fear that all any of these characters are going to not make it to the end of the movie. Bring in BBS, Batman v Superman, and I went in just to hate watch the hell out of this thing. I was ready <laughs> to just tear it apart, and what I very quickly found was myself not liking the movie because it has you know structural flaws and things like that, storytelling issues. But I was getting drawn up into the characters, and I was like, okay, maybe this isn't as bad as it's going to be. And then they took that moment and were just like, oh shit, we're going to do something before Marvel, Marvel's able to do it and kill off a main character, a key principal character in the title, and it's Superman. You know, right. This is the most iconic superhero probably of all time. And if you're going to take him and off him, on screen and just leave that there. I was I was ready to walk out of the theater and just just can I I don't know how sure, you are. Go ahead. I was about to fucking praise this movie to high heaven because I was so happy that they were willing to do that and to have the balls to do that because I feel like a lot of these movies are catered to people who just want to continue to go see them and see them and see them and not have that artistic integrity that a movie is able of having and they had it there. They had it in their hands and then, <laughs> and, then and what do they do? What do they do? With a cloud of dust. They, they, they just – it was like it was like Kaiser Soze just coming in and fucking ruining my life. Like he just came in and just 
Ah! Like right at the beginning of the movie. Hi, I'm Kaiser Soze. Oh, I'm a gimp too. Yeah, he just yeah. he spun this yarn the whole way, and then at the end just takes it out. And, and see, we didn't re- we didn't reference what movie that is. So if you haven't seen it, we haven't completely ruined it. And if you have seen yeah. it, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, there we Look go. At that. That's how you do a spoiler. That, that is how you do a spoiler. <laughs> As we talk about the death so, of Superman. <laughs> the reason we, he talked about the stakes, and ever since I've had this conversation with Sean, I think about the stakes of comic book movies because I actually give it down about what my friends say. So I'm watching Captain America: <laughs> Civil War, which I think is an amazing movie. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I think they did a great job. Black Panthers set up beautifully mm-hmm. looking forward to that movie yeah you there know? were some great characters i thought black panther was good i like seeing paul rudd come back because i did i really enjoyed ant-man for what it was but i just i'm i'm, I'm personally tired of the robert downey jr and chris evans thing i'm a little bit over it so here's at the very end when they're fighting big spoiler like skip mm-hmm. forward like three minutes when cap takes that shield and slams it down oh, yeah. on his chest i was ready to stand I, up i and was cheer. so excited because i'm not the biggest iron man fan i liked the first movie mm-hmm. second movie when they made iron man 3 i'm like it's time to kill him when i found it's out he really cost like bad. 25 million dollars yeah. and he's the reason the budgets are so expensive mm-hmm. i was like it's time to kill him Time, you know, in the comics right now, there's a lady being Iron Man. She's using the suit. There's mm-hmm. no more. Spoiler, I guess, for comics. But this is a movie, right? Sean talks about yeah, movies. No, I mean, but no, I was so excited that Cap was killing Iron Man, especially because if you read the comics, spoiler for the comics, Captain America dies in Civil War. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this is going to be the best twist. Yes. And then right. I was like, oh, and my mom's a huge Iron Man fan. And she was so like, you want him to die? And I was like, <laughs> yes. Yes, I wanted him to die. I thought that would have been great, set up perfectly for Infinity War. and Right. That'd be a real split. And that would have been, I mean, I knew, I mean, I haven't read Civil War comics, but I knew that one, I I had no idea who, but I knew one of them died in the comics, and I was like, okay, like, have that integrity, stick with it, and go with it from there. But it just feels like, how much, I mean, and, you know, we're going to tread carefully with this particular topic, but... How much of it do you think is the Disneyfication of it all? Like, how much do you think is is kind of brought on because of the fact that Disney is part of that Marvel universe and they don't want to take away some of the fans who maybe like you know like your mom loves Iron Man. Like, what if they took Iron Man out of this the 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 series and people who love him don't want to see the movies anymore? I think they would be afraid that they would lose that big draw. Although they're, they're, that movie gave so many new characters, right? And you I'm have like, so many avenues to go through, but they just didn't. They didn't want to take that risk, I felt like. And, I mean, even beyond that, you know, now Robert Downey Jr. has been has played Iron Man basically since 2008. He hasn't done a ton other than that. Like, oh, how many Sherlock. other good movies? Yeah. Well, I mean, we can yeah. talk about Guy Ritchie and all of his crap for however long <laughs> we want. But, you know, how, we, how many good movies could he have made in that time? And I'm not saying that all these movies are bad. But he's stuck with that character. Like, don't you want to go beyond that? Or, well, yeah. you know, at this point, is it just a paycheck for him? We got Christopher Nolan. He did the three Batman movies. And then was, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. That's, and he's producing, you know, he produced, I think, what, Man of Steel. And I don't know about BBS. He might have just said, forget this thing. But <laughs> I know he produced Man of Steel to help kind of with that transition because right. DC was going that darker route. But again, like, where do you draw the line? Where do you say, I'm done with this universe and. You know, I can step beyond it again. I don't think we're done with it. By we're not. Movies. We're not, yeah. and that makes me really sad. To 2020, I think you have It'll... eight out of 12 months are going to have a comic book movie of some sort in it. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. You have Marvel, which is just chugging along, and most of the movies have been, you know, at least critically well received. You know, for the most part. DC, on the other hand, has had two straight movies that were not well received with BBS and then Suicide Squad, but still making a ton of money. Right. And when is this bubble going to burst? Obviously, it's not with DC because DC has made subpar movies. Bump 
boy. It's okay. Quit, quit protecting agrees. us from the evil that Sean's about to bring upon us. <laughs> no, yeah. but, but DC has made two subpar movies, but it hasn't stemmed the tide. You know, it, it's going to take Marvel to have a bad egg to really get the sentiment to go kind of in the opposite direction. Because as long as Marvel continues to put out at least quality films, it's going to keep going. All right. And I just see it as kind of the, the creation of a, a world where no real original content is made anymore. And it's it's like the superhero thing is now the thing. And the fact that Marvel is able to do this with smaller characters, like we had Guardians of the Galaxy come out, and that's not really a movie that should exist or be as good as it is. And I that one's one of my favorites because it did go against the grain a little bit. You have a movie coming out about Doctor Strange. I didn't even know who that was until, you know, before, you know, until it was announced and just they're doing it with these smaller characters and now just blowing it up and there's there's no end in sight. And that's the movie that they're saying Inception who? Like at right. First, well, it's so great because at first you see the trailers and everybody's like, this is Inception. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got AC in the studio, I think. I, that's from the fridge. Oh, I don't know. We have a fridge in the studio. Yeah. yeah. So much, so so high quality stuff it, here. It's all In the good. animal sanctuary. Yeah, in the animal sanctuary. I'm like John Stewart, retired with his little animal sanctuary. with his. Own. Yeah, in your little mini fridge. And, yeah, it's great. Yeah. So, yeah, first you're like, oh, wow, this is just like that movie. Then all of a sudden they're like, no, no, no. We saw a 15-minute, like, 3D IMAX thing, and Inception is, like, the, the little sister that was on Broadway, and now this is the movie wow. that was meant to happen. Apparently, and it's a movie they're saying is one of the first movies that actually you should see in 3D. They said that about Avatar, too, and it didn't work out well, very yeah, well that, in terms of a storytelling aspect. I mean, it depends on how they do the 3D. Like, if it's done the way – like, to be fair, and I give Avatar a lot of shit, but – it was done well in terms of the 3D because it was all about depth and bringing you into an immersive atmosphere. If it does that, great. If it's still more kind of jumping stuff out at you, which they're kind of getting away from, that's hope. I don't think Marvel yet has really had the Iron Man's hand like straight out to you and like like it's not Captain EO. Although I love oh, Captain God. EO. Ooh, Captain EO. Captain EO is a, like a, a pinnacle of cinema. It really is. You know at the time it was the most expensive film ever made? Really? Mm-hmm. For a 17-minute film, it cost $17 million. I'll just say George Lucas, I yeah. approve. And Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. The fact that they made Captain and EO is Michael disgusting. Michael Jackson as a star. If you've never seen Captain EO, I'm so sorry because they brought it back for For a few years. years. You can yeah. probably find it online I think somewhere. it might still be in Florida. You can find it online if yeah. not. But Captain EO was the, the Michael Jackson. Oh, so beautiful. Good. Hooter! You're just I found, another part of me. I can't, I, I, I'm still, this is one of my biggest regrets in life, and that's, this is saying quite a lot. I found a Hooter plush at a Disney store once, and I didn't, I didn't buy it. I have a Hooter plush. Oh! Yeah, and it's, it's from when I was like eight years old. Yeah, I had my choice between the little rainbow flying guy and yeah, Hooter. I prefer and, Hooter. Yeah, and I, I got a Hooter, and... My See mom, you later, trash cans. My, my mom said this is proof that there's is a different world that I was on back when there was a parking lot instead of that other theme park they put out front. Yeah. And I was on the tram like, look at my hooter. Look at my hooter. <laughs> and everyone just was like, oh, so cute. Where I think nowadays if a kid was on the tram like, look at my hooter, they're like, you watch your mouth. He'd be, on, he'd be on 60 Minutes, I believe. Yeah, he'd yeah, be he'd on be really Snapchat bad. or something. It'd be terrible. the worst kid ever. Right? But yeah, but hooter. <laughs> yeah, what a great name for a for a funny little musical elephant. Right. But we're, we're digressing because me and Sean are really good at this. Let's see. I'm just looking at this list. Okay, let's talk about some comic book movies that people don't think about as comic book movies. Unbreakable. Okay. Unbreakable, I, I think, is a great movie, and I think it's one that has kind of gotten lost in the sands of time because of M. Night Shyamalan's Fall from Grace. 
This was his second film. It was right after The Sixth Sense came out. And if you go back and watch The Sixth Sense, it's not that good. It's not really that great of a movie. But I think at the time, it was a visionary thing that a lot of people were like, ooh, this guy could be really good. He's going to be the next Spielberg. And he followed it up with Unbreakable, which I think a lot of people didn't really understand as being a superhero story. It's definitely an origin story in the same way that, like, you know, that movie Chronicle that came out a few years ago. Right. It's in that same kind of vein, which, I mean, Unbreakable is still a better movie, I think, than Chronicle. But I would love to see us go back to that universe and see Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson kind of duke it out. And, I mean, it's just, you know, Bruce Willis has kind of fallen off the face of the earth. But Right. Well, he became Bruce Willis. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we can t go to Kevin Smith about that as much yeah. as we want. You know, he has his uh, became, thoughts about him. So. He became Bruce Willis. Like, there once was a time where Bruce Willis was up on a pinnacle, and he was Bruce Willis. And then we learned he was Bruce Willis. And, yeah. And then it's, it's just different. Yeah, it's not good. And, I would love to go back to this, though, and have Shyamalan – maybe not Shyamalan. I don't know if he can direct a good movie anymore. But – have somebody go back and bring this story back because I thought it was really, really fascinating. Well, I, I heard he planned it as a trilogy initially, and then because it didn't do so well, yeah, that, that's actually why it's just a standalone movie. Yeah, and I think I, I, it, honestly, it might have been a movie that just came out ahead of its time. This was before. I mean, Spider-Man kind of broke the bubble when it came to the the superhero stuff. Sam Jackson as his first villain, sort of. Is that true? Uh, I mean, I guess so. Well, he was. You could look at Pulp Fiction and kind of see it. No, he was the mugger in Coming to America, McDonald's. So <laughs> oh yeah, maybe that was his that. very first he was, film credit. I, I think. mean, Jackie Brown, the other Terrence. Yeah, movie, he yeah. was kind of a seedy I character. I wouldn't call him a villain per se, but he was definitely seedy. Or right. Dell. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. It's okay. It was filmed at uh, you know, the whole like high sequence in the mall uh -huh. that was filmed at the mall like five minutes from where i uh, grew up oh really yeah i go there now and i'm like it looks nothing the same it's very it's, sad of course you got all your marvel movies you got your dc movies i was the well let's I, this is a 30 movie list and at the very bottom is bvs yeah and i say screw you don't even put it on the list well it just makes it interesting because you know what did they have to leave off the list to put batman v superman on there I you know actually I mean? have like, the answer to this question because okay. I figured you'd ask it. Here are some movies they didn't put on there. Superman 2, great yeah, movie. Yeah, that's bizarre to me. Hulk, yeah. which is the Ang Lee Hulk, which I prefer over the Edward Norton Hulk. That's a whole different mm -hmm. Batman Returns, Blade 2. Blade 2 is of the Blade trilogy, probably the best one. Mm -hmm. And you also have the same guy that played Darth Maul as the, the bad vampire in Blade 2, the same actor. Great Park? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, interesting. pretty interesting. Darkman, another movie that people think Big Hero Six. Yeah, see, I'd put Chronicle, put there. Punisher, Chronicle. Warzone, Mask of Zorro. Is that a comic book movie? Well, Zorro is a comic book. Oh, yeah. Well, then hell yeah, that should be on there. Yeah, they they weren't thinking that deep. Kickass. Oh yeah, Kickass is much better. The yeah. sequel is very very bad. For animated Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Mm -hmm. Which is an amazing Yeah, animated. I've heard good things about that one. I do want to check that one out. I don't think Iron Man 3 should be on that list, but I was pulling other ideas. Nor like, should Dark Knight Rises. No, I don't like that, that movie. Because that is drivel. I hate it. Absolute drivel. Nothing yeah. makes sense in that I, movie. I fell asleep it, during the last 30 minutes of that movie and woke up at the very end and was like, let's go home. I went to see it when it came out and they did the whole, like, the marathon. So we went and saw Batman Begins, Dark Knight, you know, back to back, and then uh, Dark Knight Rises went at okay. midnight. And I just think uh, part of it, uh, we were exhausted after watching those two movies, and then going into that, we were trying to. It's almost difficult. You almost need the four years between Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises to not have to compare them right next to each other like that. Right. Because when you watch it back to back, it really shows how not good that the Dark Knight Rises is. And well, I know you're a huge Tom Hardy fan. I love Tom Hardy, yeah. but they covered up his face, and I didn't get to see him. That's how he talks. So. They should have just put the Swedish chef in there. It would have been great. Birdie, birdie, Batman, breaking the backs of Batman. 
But yeah. From Gotham International. It's just bad. Just bad. The Pittsburgh Steelers are in that movie, though. Were they? Yeah, that football scene. They uh, got, like, Ben Roethlisberger and Heinz Ward. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Geek Show. I, I apologize. I was like, Ben R-Word Slipburger? Yes. Yeah. Sports. Sports yeah, ball. Sports. Sports, sports ball. ball. <laughs> no, I, I love me some sports. There's, and there's plenty of sports geeks out there. Yeah. No, but just Dark Knight Rises didn't do it for me. Let's see. Dark. Okay, let's go with the top five. So on their list, Incredibles is number five. I would put that higher up. I would put it at two or three. Deadpool at number four. I don't know if I put it that high, but I really enjoyed it. Um, really I'm worried about them making a sequel. I don't think it's going to work as well. I think that that's kind of a one-off thing that just should stay as that. But obviously they're going to go for the cash grab. That was greenlit before it came out, I think. Number three is Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which I still agree is the best of all three in the Captain Americas as much as I love Civil War. I mean, I would put it as the best of the three, but I, I, I just – I'm so – the Captain America – like Chris Evans' Captain America is so dull to me. Like there's no flavor to him, and it just it, – it rubs me the wrong way a little bit. I can't really get behind him. So you want like know. 1980s Captain America with Red I just Skull? I just want somebody that's not Chris Evans playing that character because he's so vanilla. There's no, there's no depth. I, I I enjoy the vanilla Captain America, but it just—it's too much. I don't know. He's white privileged Boy Scout of America. Like. I know, and maybe that's why I'm, I, I just rile against him. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it hits too close to home for me, and I don't want to be seen as that. Like, I, I worry that people look at him and they're like, oh, that's what I am. Oh, okay. Maybe that's not what it is. I don't know. I'm well, we do all look the same. That's true. It is. Although I'm looking at you, I'm like, we look nothing, we look nothing alike. alike. You have a it's beard. Because we can tell each other apart. It's just sort of a thing. But anyways. <laughs> uh, We're going down <laughs> Number two, Avengers. Avengers is really good. I'll give you that. The right. Avengers is a really good movie. It's fun. It's exactly what it needs to be. It's a big popcorn movie. And the ability for Marvel to put that movie together, it's a movie that I'm sure, you know, there are geeks everywhere that never thought they'd be able to see a movie like that. Yes. And that's amazing. You know, I don't have that kind of connection to it like you probably did, but it's still really cool for me to see because, I mean, I'm, I I was not really aware of Iron Man growing up, but I knew Captain America, I knew Thor, I knew Hulk. Seeing all of them on the screen together was amazing, and I will give you that. And it's just fun. It's a fun movie, and it knew exactly what it was doing. And unfortunately, with Age of Ultron, which is the next time that really everybody's kind of amalgamated together, it didn't really work as well. Right. Because, I don't know, for And you got your reason. first death. You got spoilers. Quicksilver dies. Quicksilver doesn't count. Quicksilver does not <laughs> count as a death because they only kill them off because of the weird thing with Fox and Marvel. That's the only reason. Okay. They can't have him in both. That doesn't count. I like the Quicksilver version in the X-Men movies. It's better way better. Anyways. It's yeah. way, way better. But yeah. like they almost had to do it because they were like, well, shit, that guy. Like, Evan Peters is so much better as Quicksilver. But yeah. no, that doesn't count. That was a pure like weak, contractual thing. We can't have both. I, it sort of counts. But it's a weak death. It's not a major character. And, like, he dies, and the, the beauty of it is that he saves Hawkeye, so I guess, and they hated each other, but they really didn't talk all See, that I would have been, stuff. I would have been thrilled if they would have killed well, Hawkeye. Well, I think Hawkeye's days are numbered. It, he should have been dead in that movie. They set it up to do it, and then I think that they were just like, oh, no, we can't do it now. <laughs> like, because they got so worried about it, because people, like, are, oh, no, we like all these characters, and they don't want to make people feel bad. They want the people leaving the theater feeling really, really good. In that good. movie, they explain it so great, though. We're in a city that's floating, surrounded by robots. I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. And I was like, yes! Well, yeah. Forgiven I mean, for the entire movie. Right. And I mean, of all the characters, like, I think Hawkeye is the one that I do like the most because I think that, especially with Ultron, you did get to see a little bit more of that character development. You get to see his family. You get to see, like, 
hey, I'm not just this crazy superhero guy who goes on these weird adventures. I have a home. Right. And that's why I feel like they were setting up for him to die. And I wonder if there was an earlier version of the script where he did die and then all that Quicksilver stuff came in and like, oh, no, 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 switch everything around. Maybe. Actually, I like the way he shows up in Civil War and he was just there briefly right. and how he's just sort of like, I thought you were tired. Yeah. But yeah. I, I love Jeremy Renner and I think like yeah. putting him into the movie, like that works for me. I, again, he's, he's like a – a little bit edgier vanilla. Character. When him and Black Widow interact, I really dig that. And yeah, yeah, he's Although snarky. It, now it's between like, is it him and her or her and Hulk? Yeah, like that's weird to me. Oh, and I'm well, we got upcoming movies. I'm so excited for Thor and Hulk buddy cop. What I was really interested is you said you knew Thor before Avengers came out. I knew which to Thor. me, Thor is actually another one of those characters that you knew about if you're a big comic book geek, but he was sort of on the back pages. Like there, there was uh, no, it was actually a cartoon from the '90s that okay. kind of made reference to Thor. Yeah. It wasn't actually Thor, but it was like the God of Thunder, and he just played the guitar all the time. And there was a Thor um, versus Hulk cartoon that came out too. That was yeah. actually pretty good. I just I didn't know in depth about him, but I was aware of the existence of Thor more so than Iron Man. Because I think that's one of the beauties of Marvel is that they've taken Iron Man, Thor, mm-hmm. Ant Man, and actually made good popcorn fun movies right. at a minimum, regardless right. of people's opinions. That have made tons of money. Yeah, and I mean Ant Man, I think obviously is the one that you know most recently did that. And I, I loved Ant Man. I thought it was really good. I thought you saw the influence of Edgar Wright, who was working on that movie for like eight years, and then they were like, no, let's give it to the guy who made Bring It On. Right. Let's do that. So, yeah. but no, there was still his influence in there. But I mean, I'm excited for some of the standalone stuff. I'm excited for Black Panther coming out Ooh. because I love Chadwick Boseman. Have you seen that great cast, actor. right? Uh, I've seen some of it, yeah. Oh, I think Chewie tells you for... That's a whole... Oh, he's, the, in, he's no, about to be in Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to pull it up He's online. the one talking about the sh- uh, the Wi-Fi password and the Yeah. yeah. Stupid. So hilarious. So dumb. So hilarious. Um, and then... What about Wonder Woman? First so, female superhero movie? I mean, Wonder Woman was the best part of BBS... But only because of her little riff at the end. Before that, she was not really doing anything. The music. For me. Yeah, dun, that's dun, it. Dun, dun, dun. Did you watch the trailer? I did watch the trailer, and I mean, I like that they're going a little more lighthearted. I like that Chris Pine is in there. I think that Chris Pine is one of the more underrated actors in Hollywood right now, and I think he's just kind of gotten stuck with the Star Trek thing, and now he's going to get stuck with the superhero thing. Sure. They're taking them all away. Here you go, Black Panther. Michael B. Jordan. Okay. Chadwick Boseman. Okay. Lupita Nyong'o. Okay. Denai Guerrero. Forrest Whitaker. Ah, why Forrest Whitaker? Daniel Kaluuya mm. and Florence Kasumba. Why Forrest Whitaker? We don't need Forrest Whitaker in more movies. So, well, he's probably gonna play the bad guy. We will probably talk about that again when we get to the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, that's oh. part of my. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get there. Yeah. So we just there's a bunch more movies that that's what I was because I know everybody Sean, else I'm good with, but the, just Forrest Whitaker. Sean thinks <laughs> there's too many comic book movies, and it's gonna continue in the next year. There's, I think, I figured it out. It's eight out of twelve months. Let's see. We got. Well, I'm excited. Lego, the Batman movie, might be the comic I'll book movie I'm most excited for. I'll watch that because I love Will Arnett and I thought he did a great job. Oh, and the trailer for that. The two trailers. Perfect. I saw were so Those were amazing. You got Logan, which is the Wolverine movie, coming out in March. So, what are your thoughts on that? I, it's coming out in March. March of 2017. Oh my god, I feel like that's so fast. Yeah. Well, no, they've been working on it. I'm. I'm excited because they're closing out a chapter, and I feel like because they're closing out... This is the last one for him, right? It's the last one for him and Patrick Stewart, probably. Yeah, they both need to move on. 
They, that's that's the same thing. Like he's been so caught up in those movies. What else has he done? He did Les Mis and then Les Mis. What yeah. else? He's done a couple indies, I think. But that's like that's the thing. Yeah, like, that's he, all he can do is small indies that shoot real quick. Right. Like, and it's just that like these superhero movies like grab onto these actors and hold them for years and years and years. And it's like what I said about Robert Downey Jr. Like they like what else could they be doing for Hollywood and for the realm of cinema that rather than doing these? Movies? Although one of my buddies has a great theory that Robert Downey Jr. Marvel is. The punishment he deserved for his past behavior, like we'll give you a second chance in cinema, provided you only do Marvel movies. So yeah, like he had his whole fall from uh, grace and he's yeah. back. But Marvel is his penance, his twenty-five million dollar movie I guess penance. So. You can yeah. kind of, but you can also kind of give. I don't know. He did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, but I guess that was before. I actually like that movie. I think that's part of the reason that he got Iron Man too, because that's the, the character is very like in terms of snarkiness is the same. Yeah, let's see. We've got Wonder Woman, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I'm excited, but it's the same same as Deadpool. I'm a little bit worried that the, it's, you know, biting off a little bit more than, you know, going back to the well. Well, you're going to get Guardians in, in the Infinity War. Then right. I mean, don't, everything. You get don't everything. get me started on Infinity War. Infinity War. <laughs> I'd love to get you started, but let's keep going. No. <laughs> with Spider-Man Homecoming, that's another one with a huge cast. July. I'm interested. I just... We've seen Spider-Man so much. They need to do something different. They need to have it not be an origin story. They need to just have it just be... I don't think it's going to be so much an origin story as they're saying John Hughes high school Spider-Man movie. But it's Fox doing it with Marvel helping them. Yeah, well, they have to. (laughs) And and you got Michael Keaton, Batman himself, Birdman himself, playing the Vulture... And yeah. J.K. Simmons is going to be in it, right? No, J.K. Simmons is in Justice League. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so... He can't be in both? He can't be J. Jonah Jameson again? No, he He's can't. the best part of the original Spider-Man movies. Hands well, the, the first Spider-Man movie was fine. It was like, okay. And uh, well, The second the, one's a little bit better. It was, it was Spider-Man 2 is definitely better with And Doc then Guy. Spider-Man 3 was amazing! Awful! That was the worst movie. It was so good! Are you serious? You didn't want emo Tobey Maguire? Oh, so it was so good because you wanted to hate it? I was <laughs> like, wow... We, we're going to have a rift in our friendship right now. No, it was it was awful. It was so awful. We got Tobey Maguire doing his jazz poor, crap. Poor Thomas Hayden Church. Oh, and then they, they run... Oh, uh, I mean, Venom's obviously yeah. the big thing that everybody goes to. Topher Grace, though. Stand-up actor of our time. Yeah, yeah. He's also in charge of one of the, apparently, the best edits of the Star Wars prequels. Oh, is he really? Yeah, apparently he edited it together himself and showed it to just Oh, to one movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, I... I actually was on YouTube or something like that for a hot minute, and then it got pulled. Oh. I'm just looking at Spider-Man. Hope we got well, Zendaya. That's a Disney star. Tom Holland, Robert Downey Jr. will be in it. Michael Keaton, Marissa Tomei is. Uh, well, yeah, we saw her in Civil War. Tony Revolori. Donald, Ooh, really? Tony Revolori? Uh, Donald Glover, Laura Harrier, Bokeem Woodbine, Kenneth Choi, Martin Starr, Hannibal Burris. Jacob Batalon, Logan Marshall Green, Michael Barbieri. Wait, Logan Marshall Green's going to be in there too? Uh Oh, snap. Michael Barbieri, Michael Chernis, Tyne Daly, and Michael Mando. So it's... A lot of names I don't know. Yeah. And a lot of names, like at least three names you got excited about. Logan uh, Logan Marshall Green is is decent. Yeah, so... Hannibal Burris, though. That's weird. I I don't... Who can we put in this movie? That's... We need teachers! So, uh, it's in high school. Oh, yeah, that's Yeah, it's in high school. It. They need that's teachers. That's probably it. Okay. So, okay. yeah, should be a lot of fun. Of course, you got, oh, I hate this, untitled Fox slash Marvel film, October 6, 2017. That's so not Spider-Man? No, that's uh, probably Deadpool 2, is my guess. Oh, okay. That makes sense. 
Yeah, so, but they, right now it's, it's untitled Devin October, October. interesting. They really banked off the February release last year. Yeah, this Thor Ragnarok, year. November 3rd, Justice League, November 17th, and then you go So many movies I don't need to see. Oh, my God. I'm actually excited about Thor Ragnarok, the buddy cop film with Hulk and Are they Thor. really calling it a buddy cop no, film? No, but that's oh, what I'm okay. calling it. <laughs> okay. But it's, it's but Planet it's also, Hulk and Gladiator Battle. It also and, has uh, Jeff Goldblum in it, right? I believe Jeff Goldblum and signed Sam, Sam Neill. And then, so it's just Jurassic Park all over again. Yeah, only this time. It's a gladiator park. You know, that's actually a great segue. <laughs> We're talking about Jurassic Park. <laughs> Enough with the comic book movies for a moment. Let's talk about Westworld because yeah. Sean actually just watched the movie Westworld. Yeah. Uh, so Westworld, I watched it because the the new H- it's HBO, right? Right. The new HBO series is on, and I think you've watched a couple of those episodes, and it's, it's kind of strained from it. But this is, I mean, this is kind of going into my geek cred a little bit. I'm a big Michael Crichton fan, and I think most Michael Crichton fans are probably geeks yeah. or doctors. I don't know, one or the other. Science fiction so, fans, yeah. But this is one that has kind of eluded me because it wasn't a book necessarily. It was just he wrote and directed it, and it was from 1973, stars Yul Brenner, uh, Richard Benjamin, and James Brolin, actually. And it just, it the storyline is essentially the same as the show. There's these rich people who pay to go to this resort where they can live out in different, you know, time periods. So they have Western world, they have Roman world, and medieval world. And they basically just go around these places, and it's all robots all around them, very lifelike robots. And they live out their wildest fantasies, be it killing, raping, murdering, pillaging, whatever they want to do. All the best of humanity. All the best of humanity. But I did watch it because uh, I'm interested in watching the show, and I know that you've seen the show and you have been heralding about it. You know, oh, it's so it's good. Very good. But the, I, if you guys can find – I don't want to spend too much time on it because I'm going to talk about my show. But, yeah. But it, it's good. I mean it's, it's good, and I think – I'm a big Western fan. I love Westerns, and it focuses mostly on West, Western world. But it's good. Right, and then there's good. another movie, Future World. Which Yul was kind Brenner of a pseudo-sequel. Yeah, Yul Brenner is just playing a villainous robotic version of his character from Magnificent Seven. Okay. So that's yeah. all it is. And we were saying one of the biggest changes is it concentrates on the humans yeah, and the humans are the, the movie. And yeah. for the show, it's concentrating more on the robots. Right. The robots. I don't know. Some people say it that way. <laughs> well, the nice thing, and I'm sure that the show is doing this as well, but the the movie, if you've ever read, have you ever read any Michael Crichton and all that? I'm a huge so it's fan. very science based. Like it's, right. it's science fiction, but it's very scientific in how it's done, and that translates very well to the screen in this particular movie because you'll get to the behind of the scenes portions where it's showing all the like essentially the ride operators or show operators right. whatever there, and they're all just throwing out all this jargon. Nothing's ever explained. They're just throwing it out, and it really embeds you in that world. Right. And that's something that. Crichton really did very well, and I'm sure that they do a, a little I bit of that I believe he's the involved show. in the show. Well, he's dead, so, so he's, he's not involved. Yeah, he's not so. involved at all. I didn't realize he was he dead. He passed away a few years ago. Ooh, sad, sad yeah. news. Sorry, friends, if you yeah. didn't know like me. Yeah. You're a little bummed out. We're not impressed past that. It's okay. I'm sorry. That's, uh, yeah. that's, that's like years old now. You're, you're the film geek. I'm the comic book geek. Thor's still alive, bro. <laughs> trying to line it up there but, but yeah it yeah. definitely has some uh, early illusions you see some of the the framework for what jurassic park was going to end up being oh and it's still there i watching just episode three I want, i'm going to talk about it on a different episode but i was like once again there's the parallels to jurassic park mm-hmm. which makes sense like yeah you know a lot of ideas you know you say hey i'm going to do this and then later on you're doing something that's just a variation of that that's the mm-hmm. way life works mm-hmm. but the, the nature nature will find a way. Yeah, and very much so. And I just even just the framework and the groundwork of how the world functions as a an amusement park. 
like you just see like the, the one two threes of all that and like the step-by-step process and you see like watching this movie you're just like oh well this it's like inserted into you know jurassic park and it's like dennis nedry and uh samuel L. jackson's character right there right you know well, I think one of the beauties of the show is now that with the technology, they can actually like mm-hmm. show it more than just like being constrained to like a 1970s film set. Right. Sort of like Star Wars 1977 mm-hmm. to, you know, Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Right. A lot more technology. I might mm-hmm. be doing a little segue there. Uh, segway! Sean is the king of the Segway. He rides the Segway. Hey, you're two for two on yeah. good Segways right now. But, uh, you're going to be good. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to move over to Star Wars. Um, we have to talk a little Star Wars. You know I love Star Wars. It's okay. I, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> no, I love Star Wars. I grew up on Star Wars. We made sure he was out of choking distance when we, when we did <laughs> the scene I brought the table all the way over, and I can't reach that far. You might yeah. be able to reach me. You're bigger than me. Yeah, no, I think you're in a safe distance. But it's, <laughs> it, we're friends. Agree to disagree. Yeah. It's fine. No, Star Wars is great. Star Wars is amazing. Favorite of all Star Wars movies. I have to go to the original one. I, I thought he was going to be such a dick and be like, episode one, bro. George no. Binks. I no. wouldn't even joke about that. Yeah. That's how much I hate those movies. Yeah. But no, I have to go to the original one just because I'm when it comes to film, I very much like cyclical stories. So movies that can start and end and be their own thing. Standalone in a sense. And I like that I can just pop in the original movie and just if I wanted to end it there, I could. The only issue that I have, I like I think Empire is the better movie, but in terms of favorites, I like the original one. Okay. But Empire does set up the rest of the thing and you know, once you finish Empire, you're like, Well, I have to watch more now. And then you get Return of the Jedi, which is the beginning of the end for the George Lucas Star Wars films. Because if there was no episode six, what? What's going right. on with Han? Like, ah, everything. Right. Luke doesn't have a hand. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying spoilers because if you haven't fracking seen these movies by now, sorry. You shouldn't be listening to yeah. this show of all shows. You should be listening to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry. Which, sorry. I mean, Laugh It Up Fuzzball comes from Empire Strikes yeah. Back, right? So, yeah. yeah, if you haven't yeah. seen that, you don't even know what the show's about. Yeah. Exactly. Well, no, but entirely possible. But. We, we can all agree that Return of the Jedi is where it started to go off the rails, right? I enjoy Return of the Jedi. Though. I enjoy it, but it's a terrible. Don't movie. you start talking about Ewoks? It has nothing to do with okay. the Ewoks. I mean, it's partially to do with the Ewoks. You know, guaranteed, George Lucas sat around some. He was photos. selling toys. Yeah, he was yeah. just like, "What would make the best toy? A teddy bear." Yeah. That's exactly. No, that's. I mean, I love them though. People have that issue, but from a storytelling standpoint, you could see that it started to kind of go off the rails because it wasn't. It was more catered to children than it was to adults anymore. And the scene that I like to bring up in this moment is when, right after Yoda dies, he meets the ghost of Ben. Right. And they start talking talking and going over things, and Ben has to explain to Luke what a point of view is. There's a scene. There, like, you know, he's talking to yeah, the ghost yeah. of Ben, and he's just like, and Ben is their Obi-Wan, Ben, whatever you want to call right, him, right. says, am I more of a geek for calling him Ben? No. Okay. I, I was hoping to get some Geek credit. Oh, yeah. well, thank just you. say yes. Old man Ben um, So no, but he's they're sitting down and they're talking and he's just like, well, you know, you know, it all comes down to just a person's point of view. And Luke's response is point of view, you know, and it's just and he has to explain to him like, oh yes, it all matters about a, a certain person's point of view. And that's where I realized this is not necessarily a movie for only adults anymore. Not that they ever were, but it was catering more towards the children that we would eventually see with episodes one, two, and three. Well, episode one definitely catered to children. Of right. all Star Wars movies, that one was made for eight-year-olds. Exactly. It was an eight-year-old protagonist. Mm-hmm. Like, and anybody that – he was trying to breed an entire new generation of Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. The irony is as much as people hate the prequels, he was successful. He breeded an entire new generation of Star Wars fans because yeah. the eight-year-olds who watch that movie will defend them much more vehemently 
than no, the, true. the 30 something that you know were already alive and at least saw the you know four five and six when they were kids on vhs that's video home system if you don't know <laughs> it's, just, it's oh a square God. with magnetic tape that you pushed into a machine that played a reel of film and then you had be kind rewind like and you could actually hear it rewind it was good. great yeah i destroyed a vhs copy a vhs copy of return of the jedi once because of the uh, Battle of Endor sequence and all that, I would uh-huh. just keep rewinding and fast forward and watch stuff in slow motion, and I can just completely destroy it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it didn't hold up well. No. Yeah. No, 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 not at all. But have you ever seen um, the TV show Space? No. Uh, it's it's the first Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg collaboration. It did two seasons in Britain, and it's basically I, you'd really enjoy it, I think, because Simon Pegg plays a character who is an aspiring uh, artist. He wants to be like a like do comic books and stuff like that but he works in a comic book shop and there's a great scene i think the this aired in like 2000 2001 and there's a great scene where he's behind the counter at this comic book shop and he's yelling at the camera basically saying basically saying like you don't know what it was like you weren't there in the beginning and saying like how great this stuff was and you're just like like trying to ex- figure out what's going on and it turns around and this little kid like in <laughs> tears in tears and then runs out of the, uh, the store and his boss comes in he's like what was that all about the kid wanted to buy a, a jaw jar a Jar Jar thing, and he's just like, but kids love Jar Jar, you know, and they have a whole bad back and forth, and it's good. I dated somebody that I is quite a while ago, but I'm like, I'm gonna introduce you to Star Wars, and oh, I'm like, no. what do I do? Do oh, I do no. Chainsaw? We watch one, two, three, four, five, six, and at the end of it all, you know, favorite movie, Episode One, and I'm like, Ugh. and then favorite character, Jar Jar, and I knew at that moment like this relationship cannot last, like. I don't actually hate Jar Jar as much as everybody else. I think Ahmad Best does not get enough credit for being a stop motion actor and yeah. what he had to go through. And that was that character is purely that's George Lucas's invention. He wanted to sell toys. He wanted children to love it. Yeah. Like we said, movie made for children, and Jar mm-hmm. Jar is a character for children to love. Not not gonna work. I do remember though. I was arguing with one of my like, Nate. I was arguing with him mm-hmm. when I left episode one. And when I talked to all my geek friends and seen it, none of us said we hate Jar Jar. None of us said – all of a sudden, though, critics were like, oh, this is uh, – they thought it was a portrayal of African-Americans right. and that it was rude. And from there – It's kind of part of from like, the, there, the culture of it all It now. spiraled down yeah. to where people started hating Jar Jar. But I distinctly remember not even being aware of people because you didn't have the internet. And I mean we're talking 1999. Right. There was probably about six to 12 months – where there was none of this Jar Jar hatred. And then all of a sudden, and I was like, is, is this somebody else's opinion that we all adopted? Or is it this a be. true opinion? Because I thought he was silly. I thought mm-hmm. he didn't necessarily need to be in the movie as much. But yeah. I think even George Lucas knew that. Because like, when they're in the, the planet core, mm-hmm. and he starts like, blah, blah, blah. And Qui-Gon's just like, shut the F up. Yeah. Like, just like, zonks him out. And, and Obi's like, finally. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's just, I mean, it was too much, and I, I, same thing, I mean, I was, you know, I was what, 11 or 12 when that movie came out, and I, that was not on my radar, I wasn't really right. paying attention to that, and I, I mean, I moderately enjoyed that movie when I was, you know, that age, because right. I was closer to the age range of what it was supposed to be, you know, catered to, but as I've seen it since, you know, it's just, he's an unnecessary character, and then Lucas was just like, well, screw you guys, I made him a necessary character in episode two. Well, see, the the whole theory behind that is that he made him responsible for the rise of the Galactic mm-hmm. Empire to actually say, okay, you hate this character, and now he's a villain. Yeah. Like, he's supposed to be a villain after uh-huh. that, but Jar Jar, he's too simple to be a villain. You Which can't... makes it great, because he's just being a patsy for yeah. you know, Palpatine you, you, and all that. You can't that. take, like... Or... 
the stupid theory that Charger's actually a Sith Lord and going back and like yeah. God, I hate, no. I hate uh, people like that. Anyway, I don't hate you personally if you listen to the podcast. He but, does. Despises uh, you. Despise is a better word than hate. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Sean. <laughs> thanks for the synonym. But uh, episode two, I actually really like that movie. If I cut 35 minutes out of the middle of it, I don't want to go back to Naboo. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't need that at like, all. Like, if, if you took that out of the movie and then just played it, it's actually not a bad movie You don't at all. want terrible CGI floating pair from one fork to the other? No, I, I do appreciate the line, the, what, uh, the uh, diplomacy with lightsabers, or... Oh, what oh it, I know what you're talking about, I'm, but I I'm can't losing remember. my cred, but he's like... That's okay. It's yeah. episode two. Like, if you don't, if you yeah. don't know it word for word, it's okay. I, I The Geonosis stuff is okay. I, I like the, yeah. the gladi... I'm a, Give me sandals and sand and monsters. Yeah, and it was I'm fine. It, just, it, was a, it was, like, over the top. But that's what you would expect from, I mean, any sequel. Like, you're going to go up the ante a little bit. Like, that's that just plays And Padme at the end of that movie when her clothes get ripped and she's wearing less and she has, like, the scratch across her bag, all of us fanboys went online, printed that page, cut it out, and put it on lockers because we're like, oh, she's so beautiful. I did. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. but that, that's what you used to have to do. You didn't have the fancy phones. You actually printed it that page. It wasn't just your, uh, your, ba- your desktop background yeah. on your phone, guys. You printed the page from the, the Star Wars fan site. I had it site, in my binder. And it was so small and you had to, like, yeah, yeah. you cut it out and slipped it into your binder and we're like, oh. And it was the, also the blue Twilight girl. Uh, Ayla Sakura is her name. I never played. She was just like in one little scene, but then they actually did like a glamour shot of her, all beautiful, and we mm-hmm. cut that out too. I met her at a con. She's really nice. She, oh, yeah? She's a mom of two kids. She talked to my fiance, and nice. there's a really nice girl conversation. And I was like, oh, this, <laughs> this makes me feel awkward. They're bonding. Like, oh, you're so beautiful, and you're a real person that's grown up like I have too, and I'm a disgusting human being, and moving on. It's uh, okay. But I got the autograph from my friend Steven. I still haven't gotten to him. And I know you're listening and you're probably like, when am I going to get my little van with Han Solo on it and my Ala Secura autograph? And someday. Someday. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Steven yeah. Thomas? No, no. Oh, okay. It's uh, one of my buddies from the military. Oh. But uh, you, have, okay. you know too many people I don't know. I don't like. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what about The Force Awakens? Do you have any thoughts? I, I, uh, I went in optimistically hesitant. Or hesitantly optimistic about that movie. Okay. Because um, I was worried that... It was one of those movies that when it came out, all it needed to – like when it was announced, all it needed to do was be better than the prequels. That's all it needed. But then all the hype up to it, everybody was saying it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. Everybody's talking so good about it. It almost needed to be in line with the original trilogy. And fortunately, it was. Right. And it it hit that mark that I was worried that going in, like if it didn't reach that, everyone was just going to – shit all over it basically right um i really enjoyed it i really liked it i saw the spoiler alert the han solo thing coming from a mile away right um, i expected that in a couple months like before just because we all knew he wanted out of that franchise my buddy danny but, too, and i didn't believe it and it's just because i didn't want him to die yeah, yeah. I, I nobody yeah. wanted him to but i just i was sitting there thinking like it's probably gonna happen and i just wanted to gear myself up because that's a big deal but it was a beautiful way that they did it right and i don't know if you just saw this but jj abrams apparently like the the new blu-ray release of force awakens is coming out in a couple weeks yeah the 3d and, version right and he there's a, a couple of new special features on it but he was talking about how kylo ren in that moment actually seriously considered leaving snoke and going with 
with right. Han. And you can actually you can see that, and Adam Driver played that really well in that scene, and it just makes me angrier that they had no, to kill him. But. Yeah, actually, we'll talk about it here. I was going to talk about another episode, but there's going to be a director's commentary because they're like, J.J., yeah. do the director's commentary. Sort of ticks me off that they're going to be having another edition with more stuff. Because yeah. I already bought the dang movie. Right, yeah. And, and one of the deleted scenes is Chewbacca versus Uncar Plutt, who's a slug leg. Right, I yeah. saw something. And I'm I like, watch why it. would you do Chewbacca against somebody? Because now mm-hmm. i got to spend my $30 well, and but, I don't even do 3D. Well, so. but you know who played Uncar Plutt, right? Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Who, uh, actually, in an interview, like, dissed on the sequel so hard. I was like, if you like the sequels, you're not a real Star Wars fan. And he said that before Wait, Force the, Awakens. The prequels, you mean? The prequels. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, he's he's 100% against those. Movies. I know, but he, he said, if you like the prequels, you're not a Star Wars fan. And I actually had a moment where I was like, F you, Simon Pegg. Like, yeah. seriously? like He takes his fandom very seriously. I mean, yeah. he just wrote Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, it was you a You know, and I, I mean, I liked it. It was, it was an enjoyable I movie. I felt it got back to more of, like, the original style. Like, I got more on a world, and it just, it felt less blow it up Like I thought it was still in line with the other two movies. I, I still J.J. Abrams, I, like. I mean, it, it felt like that, but I felt like I got more of, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I actually drugged my lady to see it. I was like, I want to watch it. thought it was enjoyable. Threw popcorn in my face. Mm-hmm. And it was a great episode of Star Trek. And, yeah. Yeah. I and, liked it more than I thought it would. And it makes me sad that like there's not as many. Me and Danny talked about it, but there's not as many Trek fans anymore as there are Star Wars right. fans. Like that movie should have made so much more money. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it didn't really do yeah. that much. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, it uh, it should have done better, and it didn't. And I don't know. And now you've got an STD coming out on the next channel. So Star Trek. Discovery. Oh yeah, Jesus. Yeah. So feel the burn, who, Star Trek burn. Who greenlit that title? I don't, I don't know. That That is one of those, like, you do it, and because it's Star Trek, you never acronym, you know? Yeah. So you don't say And then finally someone's like, wait a minute. It's too right. late. It's too yeah, late. It's, oh. You have announced it, and there's posters and all that. So it's SC colon D, I'm sure. It doesn't but, matter. Yeah, it's pretty great. They're going to they're gonna make a push. Remember, we're calling it sexually transmitted illnesses now. S-T-I. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's not gonna, it's like, like mo- they're not motor vehicle collisions or they're not motor vehicle accidents or motor vehicle collisions. I or, just hope this new Star Trek show just doesn't rub off on me. I just, <laughs> I'll probably see the very first episode that's free and then never another one because, yeah, yeah it pisses me off that you're gonna have your own pay to play. Oh, yeah, that is weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't weird. like it. I don't like and it. you don't even have Supergirl on CBS anymore, so I can't think of another show that I really want to watch on your network. So, I haven't I seen, <laughs> I wish you could I see. should because it's uh, Melissa Benwist, right? This plan is Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. I really like her. I should watch it, but I don't care. They, <laughs> season one's on Netflix. Yeah, if you have time. But. The only show that I'm actually considering watching is Luke Cage. Have you watched it? Oh, so yeah. good. Do you think I like it? Yes. Okay. You like black exploitation? Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Done. Okay. Watch it. It is. It's not black exploitation because it's not so racist. It's black exploitation. Right. But, but it's it's even like, the music. Dude, okay. right. I'll have like, to check it out when uh, I have some time. Yeah, that's it's, the one that I was like, I, I should probably watch this because I'm interested, but oh, everything else, I'm just, and, yeah, yeah. I don't care about Barry, Barry Allen, I'm sorry. Yeah, run, Barry, run. I know you're big on The Flash. Oh, I, I love The Flash. I, I was just a fat kid that always wanted to run fast, <laughs> So and Barry Allen runs fast, and Wally West runs fast, and I just always wanted to run fast, man. It's going to be okay. The bullies ran faster than me. If I could run like Barry Allen, I would have been fine. And then I that's could uh, fair. run fast and punch him in the face. So, <laughs> that works. Yeah, that works. 
Yeah. So back to Star Wars. Back to Star Wars. Um, I assume. Speaking of fat kids, well, back to Star Wars. Did you talk about? I, I mean, I just listened to your last episode, and I'm sorry, but you watched the most recent trailer and talk about it on your last episode, right? I did. But okay. We can talk about it again. No, it's okay. I don't want to. No, Rogue One. I was actually going to ask, what do you think about Rogue One? I'm I'm excited. Um, I, my Forrest Whitaker thing is is probably the biggest issue I have with it, and that was only because most of the because of how many movies I see and how much I watch movies. When you have a, a movie like this that you're trying to do something a little bit different and, and create new stories, you have to kind of get a cast that most people aren't going to know. Right. And for the most part, they did that. I don't think a lot of people know who Felicity uh, Felicity what's her last Jones. Name? Felicity Jones is yet. I do, but you know she's in like 47 movies this fall. I don't know if you've been paying attention to that, but she's going to be in that new uh, Tom Hanks movie, the Da Vinci Code one. Okay. Um, she's also in a monster call. I don't know she's in a bunch of movies, but she's not really well known yet. Right. Uh, nobody really knows Donnie Yen outside of you know people oh, who've I seen Ip Man. You know, yeah, no, but not a lot of people know. Um, but they will now. And but a lot, yeah, people are going to know. For the most part, they did a really good job casting this movie with people that you probably aren't going to know. And then there's Forrest Whitaker, right? <laughs> who everybody knows for some particular reason. Somebody was pointing out that every uh, in all the uh, trailers, he's, it's always been the same scene that they've cut a piece of dialogue. And I, from. I hope that maybe it's just that one scene yeah. that he's in, and I, I, I really hope that's all it is because it's one of those things that most people it's not going to bother them. Like he's going to be there, he's going to be there for however long. That's fine. For me, I'm going to be thinking, oh my god, he was great as Eddie Amin in Last King of Scotland. Oh wait, he was also in Battlefield Earth. What the hell is he doing in another sci-fi movie? You know what I mean? Oh, be exactly the point. He wants to get that stink <laughs> off him. Maybe, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I think that, like, that's how my mind processes during movies. And I'm like, you know, constantly, like, if I see that, I'm thinking, what else have they been in? He's had a 20 year sci fi stink of Battlefield Earth on him. <laughs> and now he's, got, he's trying to get rid yeah, of it by going to wash it one. off. That's why. So, but no, I'm, I'm, again, kind of cautiously optimistic about this movie because I don't, I don't really know what it's going to be. I'm really you know. excited that they haven't leaned heavily on the Vader Kane. I hoping I'm hoping Vader's not in it too much. I don't, think I don't he's going want to be. Him to, I don't want them to overplay it. Yeah, um, I would 10, 20 minutes maybe. But if not that, even that, if that, yeah. that even ten minutes would be. Too I'm much really hard at figuring out though. I'll be like, they were in the movie so much, and someone's like, they were in there for five minutes, and I'm like, oh, they were in like the, the five minutes Suicide memorable. Squad or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, I mean, he's gonna stand out regardless of how like, he could be in one scene, and that's gonna be the scene people will talk about, right? Probably, but. I, I'm excited because it's something different. It's a story that I think will be a, a, an interesting story, and it does lead well into those original movies. I just – I worry because aren't they trying – I heard that they're trying to make it a little bit more lighthearted than what it was originally going to be. I think it was going to be a little bit grittier. They they did do some reshoots. They brought in somebody for more jokes, I think. And they redid the score, Strange, right? They brought in people for jokes. Didn't they redo the score? Well, the score had to be redone because of the reshoots. Right, and I and but they went from Alexander Desplat, who I have to – his name is Alexander Desplat. Oh, Alexander right. Desplat, <laughs> uh, who I think is probably one of the best composers out there right now. Well, so I, yeah, you know, John awards. Williams is only doing Star Wars at this point, but don't you talk bad about John? I'm Williams. not. John Good. Williams is hands down the greatest com- film composer of all time. Right, greatest musical but, storyteller of our generation. Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm not going to argue that. I mean, wait, Jaws exists. Right. So, yeah. But um, so we'll, simple but beautiful. Right. But we'll I mean, we'll get to that later. We're going to talk Jaws a little bit, but. Michael Giacchino's good. Michael, is it Giacchino or Giacchino? I feel, I can't remember. But you probably know better than G- me. Michael Giacchino, Giacchino, whatever. He is like the Disney go-to at this point because right. he does a bunch of the Pixar stuff. He's done. I mean, he's uh, he's great too. I love him, but he also knows how to bring out that lightheartedness in a way that Desplat really doesn't. The the most lighthearted Desplat has done was Fantastic Mr. Fox. 
for right. Wes Anderson, and that was just kind of out there and hokey. But I, I worry about that tone shift because I'd like to see something a little bit darker. You know, for, and that's just me. I prefer the darker side of things. I, think, I don't need another like, especially since we're going to be getting Star Wars movie year after year after year. Right. I don't want it to become stale and have them do the same kind of thing that Marvel is doing. Like have the kind of bouncy, lighthearted atmosphere. I'd rather have them change it up, and this is their chance to do that. They do something a little bit darker and kind of punch it home. If we're maybe not be kid friendly, yeah. But I think we get darkness. I hope it's all dark. I, I I want no happiness. I suspect that there are not <laughs> going to be a lot of characters that live to see Episode Four. Oh like, yeah, but yeah. that's but I mean that this is the right movie to do that. Yeah, and that's fine. And that's the very definition of darkness. If like ninety percent of your cast is, I mean, I guess so. At the end of it, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't think it's going to be so dark that in the end there's going to be a field of blood, dead Rogue One invader in the front going, no, I don't know, like yeah. Only if Willem Dafoe pops out just for that scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think it's – I'm just watching the trailers. Like if if those little snippets are any indication, yeah. like the, what I think of the Mogadishu walker scene, when mm. it's, I think that's on Jetta, and then you've got the you know swampy planet going and space yeah. battles. I and, like that it looks like it's going to be like an actual war movie. Yeah. Like, and there's always like the argument, like, what does a Star Wars movie need? It needs stars and it needs wars. Right. And this one looks like it's going to have both, which is great, but we're going to get a, a more, I think, kind of a grounded war-type battle. These are not necessarily like, you know... We're getting a lot of imagery from these trailers of like ground battle stuff. I'm hoping what the humor, like everybody thinks like lighthearted, but what what I imagine just from my military experience is when when you know you see war movies and it's all like blood and shooting and death and they're like oh this is war, but the real truth is you know when you're when you're at war going through some hellish stuff, it's you and your buddy goofing off and talking about some stuff in the mm-hmm. middle of it and just sort of like in the trailer where the robot's like the captain says you're a friend. I won't kill you. Yeah. Like, that's funny, mm-hmm. but it's. I almost think we're going to get a little bit more, like, dark war humor in there. I hope so. Where it's like that foxhole humor. Yeah. So I think that's sort to, of what we're going to get. They need to do that to distance itself. And you've been you've been saying this over and over on the show. This is the Rogue One. Right. Like, this is the Rogue film, and they need to do something a little right. different. And I, I love that, by the way. That's yeah. Very good. Yeah, it's, it's the Rogue One. Stellar analysis. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, he listens to the plug. I do, and I'm so excited to be on the 10th episode. How long yeah, awesome is this that? is the 11th episode. What? Is it? Oh, it's you have the another 11th one? episode. Oh. You listened to the 10th episode. It was episode 9. I think I said episode 9 at the beginning, and it was actually episode 10. I'm looking it up no, right now. I was on his phone looking it so up. So I'm pretty sure it was 9. I thought it was. Ah, um, oh, I can't read. Yeah. I think I said welcome to episode 9 because no, I didn't right. fix my show notes, but then when I put it in, it was episode 10. What's wrong with 11? What's the difference between 10 and 11? Nothing. 10 was like a – you made it to 10. It's like a – Oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, I no, made it to 11. Wait, number 11. That's like I'm number one twice. Yeah. High five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we high fived on your show too. We did. Yeah, we, we did it again. <laughs> Excellent. By yeah. the way, a quick plug for my show. If you wanted to listen to Joey on that show before he ever started this one, it's episode 47. Check yeah. it out. Joey will make you fear. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, who's Joey? This guy. Because I go by Joe. Oh. It's okay. Yeah, Joey LG, Joe the Wookie Riot. Just SeanTalksMovies.com. Sean, iTunes. Yeah, or AngerJacket.com. There's a link there, there to it, yeah. Yeah, and I'm definitely going to throw the link on the website. Sean's podcast. This is just me. Actually, if you listen to episode 47, I give a really great plug for all Anchor Jacket. I listen to all the guys. It's really good. If you like movies, 
listen to Sean. He's not necessarily going to – he's waving to you. I'm not necessarily <laughs> going to say everything that you like. No. But he, he never not. comes in a movie just to be negative for negativity's sake. It's no, always, I, try to find, I try to find little goodness here and there. You know, and sometimes like, I can't. I took a film class and I had to edit it and I was like – God, I hate analyzing film. Like, why do I need to find a deeper meaning? Can't I just enjoy film? And the teacher was like, you'll never be a film critic. And I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> like all right. Like, this podcast definitely That's when you call me up and you're just like, so what did you think about this movie? I need to put it into a paper. Well, then I was trying to find, like, <laughs> metaphors and analogies. It's like, you're obviously an English major. And I was like, bitch. Like, oh, Wow. <laughs> That and, is cruel. But I did get to see some really good movies. Like The Seventh Seal has become one of oh, my – Oh, Seventh Seal is so good. Oh, I love it's that so movie. Good. Oh. And it's great because if you watch that, you'll understand Bill and Ted's bogus journey a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you watch Force Awakens, get really excited at the beginning until you get sad at yeah. the very beginning. Yeah. But yeah. 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 Seventh Seal is great. Yeah. It's, it's not easily accessible. You know, it's not other, for everybody. Other cinematic masterpieces like Joss. Joss? Joss jo- Whedon? Jaws. Oh, Jaws. Like J-A-W-S. Jaws, Like the yes. name of a shark. Jaws is arguably the greatest film of all time. It's even such a great movie that they talk about it on tweets when they're dealing with politics. Oh, yeah. It's, it's part of the political atmosphere right now. It's great. Uh, if, friends, if you have not heard about this, Mike Huckabee, that's his name, right? Yeah, he's what, the governor of Arkansas or something like that? Governor of... He's, he's, a, he's one of the... He's a big... He, he ran for... He was a Republican candidate for president, yeah. I think, in 2012. And maybe again this year for like a hot second. This was sent to me by our mutual friend Julio, who is the host of one of my other shows, Shot of the Games On. And he, basically Mike Huckabee was on Fox News doing some interview where he started, and I, I know that you don't, we're not going to get into too much of the politics of all this, yeah. but everyone knows right now in the country we are having a very important election, I would say. It's yeah. for the president of the United States. Right. Uh, it's Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, we all know. But Mike Huckabee <laughs> went onto this show with Megyn Kelly to basically give the analogy of the two of them, Trump and Clinton, are the Quint, Captain Quint and the shark from Jaws. Right. And basically saying, like, Captain Quint, when he comes in and he kills the shark and he saves everybody, and Megan Kelly is just there to say, but Captain Quint dies. Yeah. <laughs> he gets eaten by the shark. But no, no, not before he saves you and your family. But he but he dies. The shark kills him. And it was the great – This, I mean, nobody cares about this at all right now. Oh, no, you should, you should care. Because... It is literally the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I've probably watched that video about 800 times. I, I heard it on the radio – with my lady, and the first thing I thought was, because they just said that Quint was Trump and and Bruce the Shark was Hillary, and I was like, but but uh, Quint dies in the movie, right. and then my lady's like, isn't there a Jaws too? And I was like, oh my goodness, and uh, I just I told her, I, I don't care, I'm with Amity, and then she <laughs> laughed so hard, she was like, that's the best thing ever, because you don't like. The whole point is the town of Amity and the safety of the citizens. That's mm-hmm. you know that's what they care about. Amity, as you know, means friendship. It does. It does. Yeah, <laughs> Amity does mean friendship. So and here, here's my tweet about it. Not to be political, but did Huckabee really compare Trump to Quint and Hillary to Bruce the Shark? No, both die in the movie. Hashtag I'm with Amity. <laughs> so that's what that's I had. Awesome. To, I was just like, oh my goodness. And just just a little note: film geeks, great. Comic book geeks, great. Don't compare all of real life to those things yeah. because usually, get called out. usually you'll look foolish 
And B, there's somebody who likes it more than you that knows more about it than you that will tear you apart based on that knowledge. Yeah. So I was crying. I was laughing so hard. Yeah. Now, on that interesting note, because you mentioned Jaws 2, if Hillary wins and then runs for re-election in 2020, can she use Jaws 2 as her campaign slogan? She could. It's true. You know, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, and then, would that make your opponent a power line? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Roy Scheider's rolling over in his grave right now. She's like, why do I have to do this again? Yeah. Uh, actually, when I was a kid, uh, to go from Long Island to Connecticut, you took a ferry and actually went by the island where they filmed all Martha's that. Vineyard. And I remember, no. They no. filmed a lot of it off Martha's Vineyard. But the power line scene. Oh, and Jaws too. Yeah. yeah, was shot on this. I don't know the name of the island. But I remember as a kid being on the ferry and them saying that's where they shot Jaws 2. And all of a sudden be like, we're not safe. We're, not, <laughs> we're, we're going to need a bigger boat. And we're on this gigantic ferry. And my mom was like, calm down. And every, even like as I got older and went by, every time we went by this island, go through I mind. had that. And to me, I was like. That is the mark of good cinema where it mm-hmm. puts a puts a. Of course, Jaws is better than Jaws two. Oh yeah, Jaws two is the worst one in the franchise. Wait, just but the worst one in the franchise and still powerful enough to make a small child be like, we should not be here. Yeah, like we yeah. should not. It's not the worst like made film. It's just the least memorable because right. you have Jaws three D and then Jaws the Revenge, which is arguably the greatest piece of cinema I've ever seen. Jaws four. Jaws four the Revenge. That's your favorite of all four of them? Uh, well, no. The original is my favorite, but I love okay. Jaws of Revenge for how bad it is. Uh, it's terrible. It's horrendous. But Michael Caine is in it. Yeah. yeah. Alfred is in it. It's Michael Caine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A young Michael Caine playing a drug uh, drug runner named Hoagie. What I remember <laughs> most from that is Jaws coming out of the water. Yeah, he like can the, walk on his tail and roar like a lion in that movie. Yeah, like the Aust- great. Australian Great Whites. Because if you, if you ever want to be frightened, don't watch Jaws. Go watch some National Geographic videos of the areas in Australia where mm-hmm. great whites just like hunt and peck seals and like jump 30 feet out of the air and yeah that that's frightening mm-hmm. or go watch wild boys with steve-o and they jump <laughs> into the great white and watch them scream like girls do something yeah do something with your life but what we talked some geeks we talked jaws we didn't talk to simpsons movie yeah simpsons we were gonna do it on episode 47 of sean talks movies but we didn't we forgot i think I think so. Time. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not – you obviously and probably a lot of your listeners are big Simpsons fans. Hopefully. Um, yeah. I – it's honestly, it's a show that I should watch because it's exactly my kind of humor and I would love it, but I just never have really given it the time of day. Right. But I have seen the movie and I love the movie. Oh, that movie. I love the movie. Actually, I took somebody on a date to go see it and I – it didn't go well, but I liked the movie. <laughs> not a complete loss. <laughs> Yeah, under complete loss. Right from the very beginning of that movie with Homer standing up and making fun of the audience that is watching the mm-hmm. movie, I was so in because that's exactly what The Simpsons is. Like, this is ridiculous. You're, you paid to come see, you know, two hours of something you can watch for free. Yeah. And, I mean, that movie almost ruined The Simpsons. Really? Some, actually, some people say it did. Because, well, they were doing the show at the same time as the movie. So mm-hmm. instead of having their entire animation department dedicated oh. to either the show or the movie, they, they had to split, split up. It. Okay. Yeah, so you've got like a three-and-a-half-year period where they're pulled in two directions, which is why they've said if they ever do a sequel, it won't happen until the show's over. 
gotten because they him. learned their lesson. It was and, just too much of a strain. And in fact, uh, what's his noodle from Family Guy? I can't Seth think of his name. Yeah, he said he learned from The Simpsons that if mm-hmm. he was ever going to do a movie, it would be after the show was over. Yeah, like he learned that lesson from them. I wonder how that affected the South Park guys because they their creation process is way different. I think it's like they, cardboard and stuff, right? Well, like, it's all done on computers now, yeah. but they make episodes in six days. Right. That's why they're so up to the minute. Is they it literally like, there's a great I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but there's a documentary called Six Days to Air that's just about them making one episode because oh. they don't make it until like the week before it airs. Hey birdie. The bird is flying. I know. The bird is flying. You speak while I grab him. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I haven't seen that documentary, but South Park, South Park, I liked it so much better when it first started. Now I sound like most people's critiques of The Simpsons. I really enjoyed the first, and then it seemed like they went to the crotch and potty humor. More than, I mean, it started out as a crotch. But they body. still have episodes that people point me to that are like political commentary where I'm like, wow, that is good. Like, Yeah, I mean, from I, I used to watch South Park religiously. That was my show. And I, I, I think part of me liking that is why I didn't really go on to The Simpsons because I was just focused on that. Right. But they, they were just like they were always so on top of it. And like they even had when Obama first won, they had an episode called About Last Night. And they waited literally until the more like they turn in their episodes like thirty minutes before they're supposed to air on right. Comedy Central because they went in and animated the entire concession speech for John McCain on the episode right before. And you're just like, oh my god, how did they like how did yeah. they pull that off? But The Simpsons obviously set the groundwork for all of these shows to, oh, yeah. to be in existence. And the movie, it just again, it's it's that humor that I really do enjoy, it and I just. I, I, I don't know. Part of me is kind of a completionist, so I, I worry that if I wanted to watch the six hundred, yeah, right. So I have to go back and like do all of the the groundwork to do that, and I think that's part of keeping me from it too. But the the movie, I think, and coming from someone who watches as many movies as I do, it works really well as a film, and it does structurally make sense. Right. And yeah. it's fun. It's just a fun movie, and it's you know it's got the whole under the dome thing going on, and yeah. and all that. But uh, there's there's moments in that movie that I constantly like think of all the time, like. The one line that has always stood out to me in the beginning of the movie, Homer bets that or makes a wager with Bart that he won't skateboard down to like the, the middle of the town uh, naked. Right, right, right. And he's skating down, and then you get like that one little like he's skating behind the the hedges, and you just see like his upper half, and then like there's that little quick Dingus, cut yeah. where you see him. And then what's the the kid with the like really squeaky voice? Uh, Wendell. Uh, or the, Millhouse. No, not Millhouse. Oh, um, the um, one who says like I like boys now. Like oh, right after yeah, he sees Ralph, him, Ralph. Ralph, yeah. So he, he said, "I like boys now." Right after he says that, like, that has always stuck with me. It's I like so where funny. Where's Rod Todd and Flanders? Like, let's thank the Lord for his bountiful penis, <laughs> bountiful <laughs> penis. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it's. I'm oh. the mascot of an evil corporation. <laughs> yeah, so. it's good. It's just, it's so good. It's, it's really funny. We have a President Schwarzenegger, which is, yeah, you know, not far from what we're close to getting here. But you know, it's, that's fine. Yeah, I really enjoy the movie and Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks is great. Yeah. Albert Brooks, I mean, if you guys don't know that name, I wouldn't be surprised, but he's the voice of Marlin from Finding Nemo. That's probably what a lot of people know him as now. Right. But he he does, he's like Russ Cargill or something yeah. like that. Cargill, oh my God. 
His name was Gil, and he played a fish in another movie. Good yeah. job, Simpsons. There we go. But he was uh, the EPA, right? The EPA yeah. in that movie. EPA. 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 A thousand so, eyes. Trapped like, forever. <laughs> EPA. EPA. It's so good. Even just the, the the cold open with Green Day doing the the music on the barge, yeah, and then uh, the 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 quick Titanic reference, like boys, it's been a pleasure playing with you tonight. Yeah, <laughs> so good. And then Spider Pig, like how do you not like Spider Pig? Spider Pig, it's great. It amazing. It's amazing. It's yeah. just it's it's it, good. If you go to Universal, they have the whole Simpsons mm. world, and I I love it. I just it's not even that huge, but I just get lost and mm-hmm. have fun but they've got really good food places and if you oh go god to, i had a crusty burger and i was in heaven it was so, it was good. so good but cletus's chicken shack if you go to their upstairs seating spider pigs up on the ceiling oh really yeah That's and awesome. you can take a picture with them and i remember i was just like going around for the blog taking pictures and it was like <gasps> spider pig i was so excited Much i haven't I haven't gone into Cletus's yet because I'm a little bit still sad that it's not Doc Brown's chicken anymore. But, yeah. Well, you know. if you go upstairs, they just have a theme to, like, the mm-hmm. restaurants above. Like, I love the Krusty Room. Mm-hmm. And the Krusty Room, they started having the artists come in and paint on the walls mm-hmm. from the show. So you, it's actually, like, expanded in this cool, like, nice. like, tribute to all the animators of it. And it's got all – it's, like – Krusty's room, so it's got his gold records and his gold-plated clown shoes, and it's mm-hmm. just awful because Krusty's. Yeah, he's. This is Universal Studios Hollywood. Yeah. I don't know if we even mentioned. Well, they have one in Florida too, but. Do they have this whole the whole Simpsons thing out there? They too? do. Oh, okay. I actually, I sure uh, got out there to see that before they opened up, but the one in Hollywood is better. Okay. Even though they had less space, they made. They it packed a lot in there, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the ride is really cool. Like that, that was one of those things. It was Back to the Future before that. Right. And that was you know like the seminal classic. Everybody loves that that ride, but. When they transitioned to Simpsons, we were all worried, like, oh, you know, how they get to replace that. And it was really, really good. I really, like, think that ride is great. I miss the Back to the Future ride, but I miss the E.T. ride more. Rest in peace, E.T. But if you go to Florida, they still have the E.T. ride. Yeah. I actually drug my kids on there while my daughter and my sister, they're really close in age. And I was like, we have to do this. And they were like, really? We have to go on the ride based on E.T.? Because to them, it's just a movie. It's not part of their childhood. Does it? Does E.T. say your name at the he end? He does at the end. But the best part was we went through the queue and they were like, oh, this is because you go through the woods. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's like the the machine that E.T. is like making noise. And they're like, oh, this is sort of cool. And they're like – Oh, we're gonna get on bikes, and then we went through the ride. And at the end, they were like, "Why'd they get rid of this? Right. This was the best thing ever." Because they need right? to put the mummy in. The the greatest. Well, see, the mummy roller coaster, coaster in Florida way, way better different. than yeah. yeah, it's so much better. But yeah, ET ride, rest in peace. Back to the Future ride, rest in peace. You know what's really funny? Michael Crichton, rest in peace. Uh, wait. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, Sorry, uh, I had to break the news on that one. Yeah. And, I uh, apologize. I wondered why he wasn't making any more books, guys. Well, what's funny is you can actually get some of his posthumous stuff. Um, after he passed away, they they found files of stuff that he was working on, and then they just put it out there. I was like, hey, look, unfinished books. Read them if you want, and they're not good at all. Oh, really? There was one that was like a pirate book that was basically the same as the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, Ooh. like bizarrely similar. It was very strange. Huh. Um, and then there was another one that they put out there, but. I think yeah. the only book of his I haven't read is Eaters of the Dead, which is uh, was translated to The Thirteenth Warrior with Antonio Banderas back in '99. I don't think I've read that one either. Uh, but all the other ones I've, I've read. If you guys, if you guys haven't read Michael Crichton, like if you guys are, you know, this is like the geek podcast. Like it's all very science fiction based. Oh, very yeah. good stuff. Really good. Andromeda stuff. Strain is one of the best. Andromeda yeah. Strain is very very good. Yeah. 
He also did uh, the one with the nanotechnology. Uh, Prey? Is it called Prey? I think it's yeah. called Prey. That one I'm waiting for, yeah. to, for it to get made into a movie. I don't know if it will now that he passed away, but was that was really good. That was good. a really good book. The only one that will not get made into a movie is his uh, book, State of Fear. I think it was State of Fear, but it's about global warming and how it was a hoax. Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. That's what Trump's for. I mean, not a political podcast. Whoa! So, you okay? I'm just saying. Hey, hey, that sorry. Out there. I like Quint like everybody else. Come here, Quint. <laughs> Quint. Oh, Whoa. you're such a cute little puppy. He's staying right in that little oh. ray of sunlight. Oh, there. Quint, you're orange too. Stop. Oh. He's, okay. He's Wait. tan. He's tan. He's not orange. He's. It's yeah. a spray tan. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, you know, on that note, I think uh, we've talked enough uh, geek stuff. <laughs> wow. That was good. That was, oh, another high fives in order. Yeah. But, you know, hey, hopefully you enjoyed me and Sean talking about some geek movies. We really didn't know how this was going to go. It was really extemporaneous with, mm-hmm. like, some bare bolts of what we wanted to talk about. If you have any opinions, thoughts, comments... Come on, hit me up. You can hit me up on the website. You can hit me up on iTunes. Leave a comment. That helps to get out there to people. Facebook.com. Laughing up fuzzball. There's so many different places. I don't I don't even know. Oh, the joke was so good. I'm I'm all I'm all Twitter painted. Uh, speaking of Twitter, we got Twitter and Instagram at Wookie Riot. And uh, there's an email laughing up fuzzball podcast at gmail.com. But Sean, what if people want to get in contact with you? And, uh, I mean, we have uh, the website, SeanTalksMovies.com. That's just for my show. We have AnchorJacket.com, which has all of the other shows on the Anchor Jacket Network, which I, I don't know if you've talked about them at all. But uh, we have shows, Shut Up the Games on, that's about sports. We have a TV show called Remotely Serious, which is on an extended hiatus and we'll hopefully get back soon. We have one about music called Versus Versus, and then a weird one called Dis- uh, Discussions Under the Bridge. Those are all available via AnchorJacket.com. We also have uh, Instagram, Twitter, and just go to Sean Talks Movies. All those links are there. Um, I also have one more plug yeah. for you. Oh, no, I was so, That's okay. one of the reasons you're here. Yeah, one of the reasons I'm here that I forced myself onto the show today. Um, I am working on a project. Uh, I'm helping a, a movie get funded right now from a man. Uh, his name is Anderson Cowan. And if you guys are familiar with the uh, the radio show Loveline, which unfortunately has just come to an end, uh, he was one of the um, the sound engineers on there, but he's also a budding filmmaker, and he's done a bunch of shorts. But he's working on making his first feature-length film, and it's called Groupers. Uh, and you can check everything out on groupersthemovie.com, and that's G-R-O-U-P-E-R-S, themovie.com. That'll actually take you over to our campaign page, and actually, I was going to look it up really quick. I think we're down to, like, 16 days left, but it's uh, we're slowly getting there. We just passed uh, our halfway point on the funding, but it's, I mean, this is not necessarily, like, in line with all of the geekdom stuff. This is going to be kind of a controversial movie. But I'm coming out here just to, to throw it out there. Um, check out the uh, the video on there. We are at 52% of our goal right now with 16 days left. Anderson is on there, and he kind of gives a breakdown of what the movie is going to be about. And you know, there's a little animatic, basically, kind of a moving storyboard of what the opening scene of the film is going to be to give you an idea. And if you guys are interested, please donate to it. Um, we're working on getting this movie funded and hopefully getting it to – I think he wants to get it to Sundance in a couple years. Nice. So check that out, groupersthemovie.com, and it's going to be good. And there's I, I get a little bit of a kind of a kickback from it all, so I'm excited for you. Yeah, like I told you, it's legit. I heard it on heard it on the Nerdist podcast. I know Anderson. Anderson's yeah. actually going around to a bunch of other shows. I, there was one day I think he did like five shows in one day to to promote this, and now he just had a baby. Oh, uh, his wow. wife his wife just gave birth the other day to uh, a little baby boy. So we're uh, we're I'm part of the team. Part of Team Gruber's nice. kind of pushing this around and we're trying to kind of up our ante now that he's you know got a newborn child at and this, home, so. this is geekdom because like i said you're a film geek right and and 
being a geek is so just really, really liking something so much that you become passionate about and it. And if there's anybody who's more of a film geek, film geek than I am, it's Anderson Cowan. And he like he knows his stuff more so than I do. And, nice. And he is going to – he's bringing original content to the screen with this movie, Groupers. So check it out if you can. It, it, looks, it looks to be a really interesting movie. And if you can, donate. Um, please do. If you uh, can just share it, tell everybody about it. Spread the word. We got 16 days left, just over two weeks, and we got to get a little bit more there just to get to our uh, fundraising minimum. But we're almost there. Excellent. Well, cool. Sean, thanks so much for talking some uh, peak movies. Sean, thanks for having movies. me on. Yeah. I, hope, I hope I was uh, decent enough, and your uh, your listeners don't hate me too much. Oh, I always like talking, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it'll be enjoyable. Look out for some more uh, guest episodes coming up in the future. Don't worry, I'm still probably gonna jump on Friday or Saturday, do a quick small screen superhero Star Wars sci-fi and Westworld synopsis. That's what the sci-fi is. Oh, sci-fi. Yeah, yeah sci-fi. Science fiction. Yeah, as many S's as possible. Wait, are we doing like? It's a synopsis well i'm pretty sure well if you want to do sci-fi you're looking at some of those like mega python movies from the sci-fi channel you are Ooh, you heard python and you growled quit python. all right well do it again. thanks friends thanks for stopping by you stay classy may the force be with us all and ttfn wookie out well that's one one podcast down wow that was really nice to listen to Talking geek movies with one of my good friends. But the even better thing is there's more. There's, there's an entire over an hour about Star Wars. One of my favorite things with one of my favorite people. And I'm not going to belabor the point. I'm just going to say, hey, enjoy. Like, but fair warning, you've already listened to like an hour and a half of stuff. And there's there's more. It's going to go all the way to the almost probably to the three hour mark when, when all my talking's there and all the talking for us. And uh, yeah, it's been really nice listening to this. And I look forward to listening to the next one. It's uh, cathartic, and I feared I'd, I'd tear up a bunch, but actually I just smiled and enjoyed a, a sense of humor of a good friend uh, who's gone too soon, but uh, we'll see him again. We'll see him again. Uh, not not today, not tomorrow, but yeah, someday. All right, enjoy, friends. Sean talks Star Wars. I think that's what the episode was called. And boy, did he talk and prepare. He would say, they're going to be so mad, <laughs> and, and you might be, but uh, enjoy. Mic check, this is the mic check. Are you there, Sean? Hello. Da 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 Sean likes Star Wars movies, he loves movies, maybe. I really like Star Wars. You do? You do. You I are. do. <laughs> <laughs> he, why do you think I don't? No, it's just funny. Like, Wait, are, do we just start? Oh yeah, we just start. Oh shit, yeah. I thought we were still doing mic test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's great because it's so real and honest. Welcome, friends, to level 65 of the Laughing Up Buzzball podcast. I knew I could get shot. That's probably my one shot. Oh, my God. You fucking got me. Because you started with mic test. And you you duped me. You were like, let me just try one more thing. So I did ask you how many episodes you listened to. And if you listen to enough of the guest episodes, the mic check is always before, like, the guest episode. Like, we just do the mic check. and then I remember that now, but, like... (laughs) You, it's good. You, you fucking do because you're like, let me check one more thing, like you, because we're we're talking about the mic. Yeah. Because your mic, you said it was. Oh, but it, up. it showed up so perfect that I was like, oh, it's good now. I switched it over and it's good. Fuck you. You really like movies. <laughs> so friends, level sixty-five <laughs> of laughing up fuzzball, ostensibly stolen from Stephen Thomas, the place where we're talking about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. But you know, guest episodes are something I enjoy. We just had a. Actually, three solo episodes that went up. And while I like talking about all the segments by myself, it's a lot of fun to talk to somebody else. 
That's why I'm yeah. here. Yeah, and this is That's Sean. Me. You may remember him from the very first guest episode of Laugh It Up Fuzzball. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was me. Sean talks geek movies. Yeah, back when uh, I forced myself on because we uh, I wanted to talk about groupers. Yeah, but you guys did the Kickstarter thing and you met the yeah. goal. Yeah, so uh, this, this was like a fucking year ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I helped crowdfund that movie, Groupers, and it is currently in post-production right now. The editing process has been a little... Uh, Stagnant, I guess is a good word. Uh, okay. They're having some issues with that, but it, they wanted to have it done, like completely done by like Thanksgiving. Doesn't look like it's going to happen now. But thank you for everybody who helped. I know a lot of people who per- I personally know uh, chipped in a little bit. So Groupers is on its way to being a fully completed film. Yeah, and so, then they'll hit the festival circuit, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he he Anderson wanted to get it to. Uh, I think he wanted to get it submitted to like Sundance for this year, but okay. now because it's getting pushed back a little bit, I don't know if that's going to be the case. But yeah, he wants to set it, put it at uh, film festivals and things like that. Oh, and this really is a time like we're, we'll talk Star Wars. Trust me, if you saw the title, Sean talks Star Wars movies or Sean loves Star Wars. Why don't you movies. just put just Sean talks Star Wars? Sean talks Star Wars. Yeah, not Sean talks Star Wars movies. Like yeah, I mean yeah, just Sean talks Star Wars. Yeah, or Sean loves Star Wars or Sean likes Star Wars. I. <laughs> I love Star Wars. You do. I love, and that's why I get so angry about it. Yeah, it, indeed, indeed. So, the long and short, what we're going to do is we're just going to randomly talk. There's no notes. We don't have anything set in front of us. We actually didn't even really talk in advance other than how we're going to finish the episode. Because yeah. I think there might actually be a little bit of disagreement when it comes to certain movies. I specifically grabbed a glass cup so that I can throw it across the room, and there will be a wonderful sound effect. And then you can say, more! (laughs) (laughs) Which is a a nice reference if you guys uh, want to listen to something else that Joey and I just finished recording. Uh, I have a a couple, technically, feeds on iTunes. Uh, One is Sean Talks Movies, which is my podcast, my show. Uh, And I also have one called Sean Mentary, which is basically a... It's like direct. It's like a DVD commentary, right? Uh, with two people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, uh, myself and whoever the guest. And this time it was me. <laughs> and this time it was Joey. And uh, and we did uh, Thor. Yeah. Uh, did, I, I don't. I don't know when this episode is posting, but Thor Ragnarok either is coming out or just came out. And we did the original, the uh, 2011 Thor, in preparation for that. This so, is coming out this weekend. So, so Thor is out right now. It'll Thor actually. Ragnarok. I may actually keep it going up. A week from today, it's Monday, friends. I just posted up the new episode. Yeah, but since we recorded that, I was like, I have, I have a captive audience. Yeah, you do so. what you got to do. But yeah, Thor Ragnarok. Either way, is in theaters right now. Yeah, it's so in we did Thor in preparation. So go on and go check that out. It's on iTunes and Podcast Addict, or you can go to SeanTalksMovies.com and check all that out. It's under Sean Mentary, and it's basically you can like watch the movie and sync up, like have uh, your headphones in and sync up, and you can hear us talking about. Yeah. Normally, us talking about the movie, we, you and I went all over the place. <laughs> we did, we did. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it the conversation. It was, it was, it's a really, it's one of the better ones that I've done, and 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 hopefully the people who've been on the shamanteries before aren't listening to me say that. Oh no, no, nice. No, the shamanteries are great. We just like I don't know. We we know enough about pop culture and other things mm-hmm. that we threw a bunch of references at each other, and it, with always the goal of the other person laughing. Yeah, and there was a lot of laughter. Yeah, we 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 got each other stuff. Yeah, we coined a new word. In fact, meef meef. M e e f. A combination of man and beef, and is the appropriate way to describe Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Big old slab of meef. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, check that out if you guys want to, but uh, we are here to uh, talk about the uh, the fantastical world uh, created by George Toyboy Lucas. Yeah, George Toyboy Lucas? 
Is that because the, merchandising? Oh, gotcha. because merchandising. <laughs> merchandising. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk space balls too if you want to. I'm gonna bring up Clerks too at some point. Oh, like, please. We're gonna go all over the place. Yeah, you could bring up whatever you want. Like, oh, like Clerks is amazing. So in the Force Awakens, when there's the entire thing that Finn is not yeah. like this elite, he's actually like, he's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like somebody. <laughs> You think the average stormtrooper knows how to install a install a water main? Yeah, and somebody <laughs> pointed out to Kevin Smith that fact, and he hadn't even put two and two together because he's a big fanboy too. It was yeah. like, you're right. Yeah, damn. Just for him. <laughs> Just for him. Oh, I was so like when I came to that realization, I was like, oh shit. And it makes sense because J.J. Abrams is one of his friends. Yeah, and he he got invited to the set. Uh, and walked around, and Kevin Smith, all, I think he always said, like, I think he meant to send it to a different Kevin, but he accidentally typed my name in, and <laughs> I showed up. Well, he's actually there. the voice of a couple stormtroopers in the movie, too. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it was for him. Like, I don't know who else. Like, there's not many other people that deserve to be able to walk around that set. Yeah. You know, other than Kevin Smith. Oh, yeah. And, and his death to Superman bullshit. What what do you mean is death to Superman I bullshit? I, just, I wanted to sound like I knew something geeky so your your fans would think I have credibility. I'm sure you know plenty of geeky. <laughs> I know a lot stuff. of shit. Yeah. I know a lot yeah. of Yeah, especially like if we, we could literally dive deep into film geekery. And if I was like if someone's like, Who amongst your friends is a gigantic film geek? You were the first that name. Mean, you were the first name. I know all about MacGuffins. Yeah. All <laughs> all the MacGuffins. <laughs> what you need to do is get a nice big meef steak. And a side of MacGuffins, and you can have yourself a nice, tasty meal. <laughs> you really could. If you if you bring all that together, strangely enough, it will all taste like pork. Yeah, it will taste like pork. Yeah, I actually, Sean, see it. I have a pork stuffed animal. I, know, I can't fucking believe that. I, mean, I, I can't. I can't one hundred percent believe that. But I didn't buy it for myself. Blue actually gave it to me as a going away when I moved here. To say, like, oh, thanks for living with us. Even mm-hmm. though, like, I should be thanking him and giving all the gifts to him. Like, yeah, they gave me a going away gift. And that, they gave me the pork because I think they're funny. Yeah. I, we, we'll, we'll get to Last Jedi in a little bit, I'm sure. Okay. So do you just want to, like, chronological? How This is your show. So we can just go through the movies. I know me and Danny did an entire talking about Star Wars. We're not really going to go into specifics. We're just going to randomly talk things that we like or thoughts about it. But here you go. Here would be interesting just to discuss, because I don't know if I've discussed this yet on the podcast, the order of Star Wars. Me and Danny may have talked yeah. about it, but I'm a big fan of the hatchet order. Yeah. So, four, five, six, one, two, three. Seven. Yeah. No, 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 no. One, two, three. No, then, no. The then hatchet we... order is four, five, one, two, three, six, seven, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four, four five, you, one, two, three, six, seven. You get the cliffhanger six, seven. five. And, and I probably would put five. Rogue One, actually, like, I don't, I can't put it before episode four, because episode four is so good. But probably after like three, like in that order of how you should watch them. Here's how I would watch them: four, five, six, seven. Four, five, six, seven. You just skip that's, the prequels. That's not true. That's not true. I would watch it four, five, six. The People versus George Lucas, the Ewoks movies, <laughs> uh, the, the Star, Star Wars Holiday Special, and then seven. And okay. then Fanboys. <laughs> oh, Fanboys is a good movie I really too. Like fanboys. I really enjoy that movie a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just I don't. I would not rewatch one two. Yeah, watching fanboys when there was like that pop quiz to see if they were real like Star Wars fans, yeah. and he asked all the questions. I was so proud of myself that to know I knew like, all the answers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen fanboys. I remember I got so excited I, I searched that movie out when it was in theaters because it was only playing in like one theater near me, 
and I went and watched it by myself. I was like, ah, <laughs> this is everything I ever wanted. Yeah, but, and there is, I mean, looping back to what we're talking about, there is a, a Jay and Silent Bob cameo in mm-hmm. Fanboys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that just mm-hmm. perpetuates. Seth Rogen's in that movie yeah. for a couple. Kristen Bell is in that movie. <laughs> My favorite was Seth Rogen. This is the light side. This is the dark side. <laughs> and then he has that gangsta tattoo of Jar Jar Binks on his yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's gonna be huge. <laughs> All right, for for sake of just, we'll go through. We're gonna start with episode one. Okay, we're gonna work our way through. Sean loves some of the Star Wars movies, and then he has takes issue with some of the others. Takes issue with saying it lightly. Although, okay, so we're not gonna say how old either one of us are, but I, I think it's safe to say I'm like eight years older than you. Sure. So I don't know how old you are. So you were probably like ten or eleven when episode one came out. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, that's, that's so. Correct. You were actually the target. I was the target demographic. You were the target demographic, for and I and I at the time I really really did enjoy. Uh, I enjoyed the, those movies. Uh, or at least episode one. I can't. I feel like by the time two came around, I was old enough to where I was like, "There's some shit." You going were snarky on. enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've always been snarky. I mean, look at me. I'm pretentious. Were you snarky when you were like five? I would love to meet like. Mama and Dad of Sean would be like, has he been snarky his whole life? No, 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 no. They, I didn't talk, I didn't have friends. <laughs> no, I am going to cry. He said his mission was to make me cry. I'm like, I'm not going to. And then he gets all serious. Right at the beginning, we're not even past the first movie. Yet. No, yeah. Uh, I, I was a short, fat kid picked on all the time, so I get it. I just, I was, I was always friends with, this is getting into like topics for my other show, Guys Don't Cry, but uh... <laughs> Also on iTunes, if you guys <laughs> plug, so, plug. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I was always the kid who was friends. Like there was always the one kid in class who everybody hated. Right. I was always friends with them, so by association, I didn't have any other friends. But gotcha. I was their best friend, and that happened a lot throughout high school or not high school, like elementary school. So and, you're a fan of the underdog. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I feel like you're gonna try and play no. that back against me. I sometimes. might. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I might. I I'm clever with words. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, episode one, I was like ten. I was what it come out like May. I was probably like ten, almost eleven. Um, when it came out, so yeah, I was a hundred percent the the market that they were going to for that movie because at that point he had completely gone off the rails. He being George Lucas and wanted to make a movie solely for children and to sell shit. That that movie is all about toys. And, and that, but that was not the first one that he did. Like that yeah. started with Return of the Jedi, and I'll get to that later. And I, I've said before that literally that includes. Lucas's masturbatory CGI cock flapping all over like, look at my pod racing! Look what I can do! Ugh, it's in your face! 15 minutes of it! Enjoy it! To be fair, the pod race sequence is one of my favorite sequences. I enjoy the sequence. Because it's really fucking fun. I enjoy the sequence. It's, it's, I love that scene. It's everything else that sucks. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't need Jabba the Hutt in the, in the stadium, Tatooine. It was the start of... And I think we see it a lot now. It's the start of doing nostalgia for nostalgia's sake, you know, and throwing stuff in there. Just be like, oh shit, I remember that. Just to like, it's to fake an emotion. Yeah. You know, and and I want to hold off my conversation on that for something a little bit later. So, but when you get to like, like whenever I think of like Star Wars movies, with the exception of four, five, and six, because those are just like cataloged in my brain as complete movies. But like episode one, I'm like, hmm, pod racing, oh, metachlorians. Yeah. And the lightsaber, you know, Attack of the Fates. Their Duel of Duel the Fates. Duel of the Fates, which yeah. is a really good fight. Yeah. But the one thing that I think has been consistent all the way through the, the, the entire saga has been the lightsaber battles. I think that's the one thing that has been done relatively correctly all the way through, except for maybe Attack of the Clones when not so much like, like I, I like the idea of Dooku and, and Yoda fighting and all like that whole thing, but just when like they all show up at the arena and there's like a thousand of them, that was too much. 
But in terms of like the individual battles, I think there's something really personal about fighting in a like like a sword fight, you know. And it's it, a samurai tradition, exactly. And yeah. I, and I think that every single time that we've seen that happen in a Star Wars movie, it's done really well. Like yeah. that's, I think that's one thing that is a good connective tissue. All the well, I'm a big fan of Yoda fighting Dooku. Yeah, it, and it was one of those things. Like at that point, I was like, what, like 14? Like that blew my fucking mind. I yeah. Like, oh shit! Like like adolescent Sean. Yeah. I was all into that. But. So episode two, at that time, I was in the military, and my my supervisor and my shift leader was a huge Yoda fan, mm-hmm. and he sort of was like a Yoda amongst humans. Like okay. we got it. Like he always yeah. like. He tried to be that, but he was a lot more annoying and scary with threats of violence. But anyways, he, like, really loved Yoda. And after I saw that movie, I distinctly remember him, like, fuck, I have to go to work and deal with him. Because Yoda is amazing. And literally walking in, and he had this smug look on his face. And I wanted to hate it so much because I did not like that human being. But it was really cool. Yeah. It, was, it was a really great way. And I, I liked the very end, like, you know, Begun This Clone War Has... And yeah. really, that's a movie that I've said over and over, and I'm sure on the podcast, if you cut out the 30 minutes of Nabu love from that movie, it becomes... You, mean, you don't like the CGI pair floating across? No. And, and uh, the, getting caught on the fork? And the sound of music right scene with the giant bulbous cow creatures? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Those are, I don't care that he's having nightmares. You could have done that in like one minute of exposition without like all of that. Yeah. But yeah. But if I cut out that period, I have literally watched Attack of the Clones and tested this. Fast forwarded through all of that, all the Naboo stuff, and, and it's, then it's more and then started, and it's and it's still a great movie. It's even better. So let's rewind really quick because I saw there was some stuff I wanted to say about Phantom Menace. Before, okay, like I don't want to like come, you know, you're fine. Let's commit time to shitting on these movies. Um, <laughs> no, we're not shitting on anything. Um, the biggest travesty of Phantom Menace is the use of Dark Maul and and the elimination of Darth Maul at the end of that movie. That's the biggest issue because he is such a good villain. He's arguably one of the best villains that they ever put forth in the Star Wars saga. But if you take him away, like if you if you keep him in those movies and make him a foe that Obi-Wan has to keep going back to, how fucking great could that have been? Well, they they do remedy that with Clone Wars I don't, and Rebels. Uh, mm, mm. They I don't, do though. I no, I get that. And it doesn't come back to, like spider legs and shit. I don't like that. I call that spider butt mall. Yeah, not a, not a big fan of Spider Butt Maul, but by the time he's re reuniting, if you will, with Obi Wan, he's just two metal legs. They, the Spider Butt Maul thing didn't last long. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I have not. I will preface this right now. I love Star Wars, but I won't watch any. There's other actually TV. that Obi Wan duel in Episode One. Then there's a duel in Clone Wars, and then there's a finale in Rebels. And all three together, it's beautiful. Okay. Keep talking as my car yeah. alarm once again goes off. <laughs> so, if you listen to the Shamatera, you'll actually hear that there was a... Uh, you might hear a car alarm, or at least hear us talking about a car alarm towards the end of the movie. But uh, it turns out that Sean's car alarm is it's very sensitive. super sensitive. Very sensitive. Yes. Just like Sean. It's much more sensitive than you'd imagine. Once again, guys, don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so Darth Maul is my, my biggest... Like, the usage of Darth Maul in that movie is my biggest issue with the that movie but other than that i mean i like i like liam neeson being in there yeah um, i thought that he was really good and i thought it was a nice parallel to someone like alec guinness in the original one um ian mcgregor's just kind of there in the first one yeah he's, i mean he does a little bit for the most part he's, he's a just padawan he, he's hanging out on the on the ship you know he doesn't really go on the adventure for the most part he has his glowing when he has a couple growing moments. when he goes episode two and episode three yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. which which is fine I, you know i mean i don't know if we needed like three full movies of Obi-Wan shit if you count, you know, four and all that. 
Yeah. But um, I, I mean, I think Obi Wan was one of the best things of the prequels. So yeah. I enjoy, I enjoy Obi. I'm a big Obi Wan fan. Yeah. Ben. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Phantom Menace. I mean, it's, eh, eh, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's not great. Episode two is a giant steaming <clears throat> pile of shit. Most people agree is the worst not, of all the prequels. It's not good. Not good. There are good moments of it though. Like what? Good moments. So Count Dooku versus Yoda. And okay. I actually like the stuff on Geonosis. I don't dislike it. I mean, I, I get like the cheesiness of when it's Padme and Anakin, and they're going through the droid factory, and then like three PO's head getting knocked off and put on the battle droid. I get okay. It's stupid. Yeah, but it's I, really I like dumb. I like Windu against Jango Fett. I love, it's, but it's, it's so quick. It's another moment of like. A fet being built up and just ticking out yeah, in so, a moment. So, so let's. Talk, I mean, we can talk about this later too. I think Boba Fett is the most overhyped character in these fucking. In the I movies. agree, one hundred percent. He doesn't do shit ever. Yeah. Nothing. People just like him because he looks badass, but he doesn't look. He doesn't do shit at all. He takes. He takes Han at the end of five, and then he fucking dies first thing in six. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't do shit. I agree. I agree. I don't get it. I I'm really not a Mando Merc. I'm like, not. I don't get it. Like I saw something recently. Like it was like who? I, I, this I haven't even told you about this yet. But you know how? So on on my Facebook group page that I do for Sean Duck movies, I do brackets. Right. And I was thinking, I was kind of doing preliminary research. I was thinking about doing one before the Han Solo movie comes out because I got I already got one for right. December and all that. But of just Star Wars characters. Yeah. And I was going through lists and all that, and every fucking time Boba Fett was in the top five of like coolest ones. And I'm like. He's cool looking, but he doesn't do shit. So literally, ever. piss people off and don't put him on and tell him why. Yeah. No, he's got to be there because if you're gonna have a oh, legitimate, but then he's just gonna win. And no, no, no. But here's no, he won't. He he won't win because there's a legitimate characters who should win. Yeah. Realistically, it's gonna be like Han versus Darth Vader in the final. Let's be honest. Maybe Yoda. No, it'll be Han and Darth Vader. Like depends on how the bracket's set up. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, Dexter, Jetster, and um, and Zam. <laughs> nice, Sam Weasel. <laughs> I, know my, I know my shit. I know Ponda Balaba and and uh, what's his noodle from Jabba's Palace? Uh, so let's just so, so let's just crown. <laughs> it's gonna be, no, no, no. It's gonna be it's gonna be Lobot and the Max Rebo band. Ooh, nice, nice. All all acceptable answers. Um, that's down the pike, though. I have that's, that's Sean actually like. Uh, pulling out his cred. Like, I yeah. know shit. No, I know you I do. Know I know you do. So episode two, like, I agree, is not the best of the three. What about Attack or uh, Revenge of the Sith? Revenge of the Sith gets a little bit better, uh, mostly because of the finale. I think the finale wraps it up. Yeah. The the fight again, it comes down to that lightsaber battle, and I think it's that, so like, good. And and one thing that you and I have a lot of argument about is this, like, the stakes in films and all that. And I think the stakes in that moment are so fucking high. The only issue is that. It could be higher if we didn't know what the fuck was going to happen, but because it's a prequel, like, there's no way around that. We know, like, clearly Anakin's going to lose this fight. We know how it's going to turn out. Oh, it's bad. But that being said, we've spent enough time with these characters at this point that you feel that emotion, and you feel for Obi-Wan, you know, seeing him as a brother and being like, fuck, I gotta do this. You were the chosen one! Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I get that, and I think that, you know... Is that the one... Is it two or three where... Lucas basically flips everybody off and makes Jar Jar an important character. Oh, so it's episode two. Okay. So he's the one because... So yeah, two really is a piece of shit. Because Padme Amidala is off doing her thing, falling in love in the Sound of Music country with Anakin. Mm -hmm. Jar Jar is left as her representative. And then the Emperor uses him, well, he used one of his minions to have him 
bring forward to the Senate yeah. the the vote to give the to give that was a chance, giant that was a giant fuck you from Chancellor Lucas. Palpatine yeah that, uh, you know emergency powers that was Lucas saying fuck you guys I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want with these movies although you're still gonna come see actually it. in that moment I have actually defended this moment to people because literally Lucas made Jar Jar responsible for the birth of the Empire yeah which yeah again which, a giant fuck you. Yeah, he made well, him no. an important character. Well, but but he made it a, a hated character too. And yeah, I have not like, read the comic or the or the book where it happened, but I have heard like a, a story that Jar Jar ends up being like a peddler on the street, like entertaining people for like pocket change. In oh, one of the I books did see or that. Comics. That was like in the last like years. So yeah, I, I haven't I, read it yet. I don't know if it's in a book or in one of the. I know it's well, actually. I'm caught up on the comics, so it's not in one of the comics. It's in one of the books. Gotcha. And I yeah. remember that story came out. I saw an article about it, and and I thought that was interesting. I do not hate Jar Jar as fuck. I don't hate Jar Jar Binks like everybody else. I've talked about it before. I don't know if it's here, but when after Episode One, nobody came out of that theater saying "fuck Jar Jar." Like no, at least nobody I knew. And granted, I'm, I don't know the whole world. I do remember shortly after that there being news articles about African American communities being hot pissed yeah. because he's Jamaican yeah. and because they felt it was an unfair stereotype. And I was like, oh shit, yeah. Lucas is going to get in some stuff because he's racist. But no, then it just turns into he's annoying, I hate him. And like now it's so cool to like hate on Jar Jar. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I did when I dated a girl, and she told me Jar Jar was her favorite character after we watched the prequels. Mm. I was like, this probably won't work out. <laughs> so, like, so fun fact, uh, I, I, I might have just told this on my show, but fun fact, uh, in whenever this movie came out, I was actually Jar Jar Binks for Halloween. Yeah, yeah, I had you, a Jar Jar mask. It was on Boys Don't Cry because I listened You're, to it. Yeah. yeah, guys don't cry. Don't guys get me don't in cry. trouble. Oh, sorry. Yeah, guys don't cry. Boys Don't Cry is a wonderful it, film starring uh, Hilary Swank, and it's not a Cure song. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally the conversation Mark and I had when yeah. we were thinking about the title. It's like it can't be that song and it can't be that movie. So let's guys don't cry. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, listen, it's, it's good. Yeah. So I, I like you guys. Uh, you're my friends. So. Yeah. yeah. Jar Jar Binks mask with a Green Bay Packer jersey and a cheese head. Didn't yeah. make any fucking sense. Yeah. I was a small child. But you were like, what, in sixth grade? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. No, but it, whatever. <laughs> it's great. It's fine. <laughs> but Jar Jar Binks mask, you could buy them. It was a thing. Not anymore. My yeah. my other favorite thing about Phantom Menace is that Ahmed, uh, Ahmed Best is the guy who did Jar Jar Binks, and they did it, I, like I don't know if it was motion capture, but he like he was on set, he was actually acting out, and he had right. a little like head on and all that. But people thought he was going to be the next big thing, yeah. and they treated him like fucking royalty in that movie. And poor fucking him, I feel bad for Ahmed. Holy best. shit, yeah. That all like that, talk about the rug getting pulled out from underneath you. Yeah, oh I wish a, Episode Three didn't end with no. Yeah, that is kind of a shitty ending. Yeah, and then, of course, Lucas changed a scene in, I think, episode six, where Vader actually says no again, right before he throws Sheep Palpatine, Emperor Palpatine. Did really? Thing. Yeah. I didn't realize it, but somebody mentioned it, and then I went back and rewatched it, and I was like, oh, there is a story point in George's changes where, where yeah... Just tie those things together. I mean, we could have a we could have a long conversation about whether or not directors should be going back to their movies and changing them and, and fixing them up, and you could have a whole conversation about Ridley Scott with Blade Runner and all. Well, that I shit. mean, I I think that the final cut and the theatrical cut are better than or the final well, the director's cut is not great, but that wasn't one that he wasn't he didn't sanction. Yeah, like final cut was his, and yeah. the theatrical cut. I just don't like voiceover that much. Yeah, so that was my biggest issue with that one. Final, I mean, I'm not a big fan of that movie as it is, but uh, final cut. 
is the best of the one, you know, of the three. Right. In my opinion. Right. So. And my opinion is law. So. It's <laughs> your opinion is law. That's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, episode three, it's been a, so long since I've watched any of the prequels because I just, I legitimately don't view them as, as good movies. But of the three, obviously three is the best one. Yeah. Which is, you know, not saying a ton, but <laughs> I just. I, I've told, I think, well, you know, Nate, we mutual co-worker work friend yeah. but I was telling him cause he was like fuck the prequels fuck them fuck them fuck them that's a lot of F-bombs but <laughs> I was like listen I'm like the way I think of Star Wars is Star Wars is my family it is something I've grown up with it's something I love I said and in my family I have a couple uncles I'm not terribly fond of I have a couple cousins that you know didn't amount to what we thought they were going to uh-huh. I said but they're still family and I said the prequels are the members of your Star Wars family that, yeah, but you can't get rid of them because they're still family. They still tie into everything. And they are still taking things from the prequel and having them make sense in the modern Star Wars stuff. That pisses me off. Yeah. Just, I just would need that to be known. It's just an interconnected world. I, uh, you can't just... A connected universe, if you will? So you just want a Halloween movie that gets rid of every other sequel. That's what you yeah. want. That's what That's they're exactly doing. That's exactly what That's I want. That's what they're doing. That's exactly yeah. what I want. <laughs> That's the, the 100%. Yeah, so there's a the Simpsons joke where it's called the name of the episode is "Steal This Episode," mm. and I think it was in season 26. But they pirate the new Cosmic Wars movie, Cosmic Wars uh, episode seven. This is before episode seven came out, and it was like episodes one, two, or three never happened. <laughs> <laughs> And it oh, was God. really funny. We can all wish. It was really funny. We can all wish. And that. then they, the new, there was another one where the new Cosmic Wars movie was all politics. And like it was Yoda <laughs> like on the pulpit or whatever the Yoda analog and like politics is blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden an ad comes in and Bart's like, yes, finally. And then it puts on glasses and sits down with a paper and starts talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I, I find room in my Star Wars for politics, but I can't have a movie all about it. Yeah. Yeah, you need some action. Yeah. But yeah, classic Star Wars, though. As we I look across the way, and there's that VHS box set of, box set of them before they were ever touched by Lucas. Yeah, I don't even and know whose those are. Those are Arvin's, yeah. Are they? Yeah, in their original pristine form. Ooh. Wait, yeah. not even like the special edition? No, they're VHS of classic. But, but are they the ones, do they have the, you know, the episode five and all that shit on them? I don't I got know. copies that don't even have that. I don't know, but I do know those VHS are pre-Lucas yeah. tinkering with his beloved tale. Yeah, I've got a copy of the original movie. Like, no like no episode four, none of that shit. It's literally the just Star original Wars. theatrical nice. cut. And I was just like, oh shit, oh shit. Ah! Yeah. That's like my most prized yeah. possession. I feel like they should re-release them. They would make so much oh, money. Oh, they make so much fucking money. They would make so Holy much shit. money. The fact that the, the, the Lucasfilm has not gotten on that is, is shocking. And I think they're probably waiting for episode 9 to come out, and they're just going to do a giant bundle and do all that shit at all one time. Yeah. Which or, is dumb. Just do it every every year. Or because money has no, like, length of it, they're waiting for George Lucas to die or something. You know? No, so. fuck him. Stick it to the man, <laughs> man. Like, like just, just do it. Damn the man. Save the Empire. He sold the shit. It's not his anymore. <laughs> it is, you're all right. Although you know, I, I've heard some rumors that he's still, like... He's a creative I, consultant, yeah. but they like he gave them a script for, for episode, episode seven, yeah. and they were like, "This is nice, George. Go back to the toys. <laughs> go back. Go go back to Endor, George. Like, jump, jump. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Just, the, the, he's an idea man. He is not a story man. Yeah, he's he, not the hype man. 
He's the idea man. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Episodes 4, 5, and 6, though, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Well, you got you have issues? Well, you want to talk bad about Return of the Jedi. I, I want to talk bad about Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back. Okay, so... Uh, but let's start with the original one. Let's, my let's, favorite is keep, Empire Strikes Back, so this should be interesting. Um, yeah. let's, start, let's keep going in order. Yeah, so, so the original four. movie, 1977, uh, groundbreaking uh, year of film. Uh, one of the greatest sci-fi films of all time. Hit theaters that year. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It's a good movie. Fucking great. Star Wars is a great movie, too, though. I'll be 100% honest. I think Close Encounters is a better movie, but I understand why Star Wars has such significance. You're not going to sell toys with uh, Close Encounters. No, you're going to sell a lot of musical instruments, bah, for sure. Bah, 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 bah. That's 2001. I know. I was doing that on purpose, just to piss you off. It didn't piss me off. It just makes bah, you look bah, like bah, an idiot. Bah, bah. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just watched that in the theaters like a month ago. Oh, did you? Oh, nice. so good. Uh, I like Spielberg. Uh, Spielberg's a hack. But <laughs> you say that you Jaws lover you. Spielberg post two thousand two is a hack. <laughs> also, so many people are like, I can't fucking listen to this. <laughs> no, don't I stop can't, listening. Can't do it. <laughs> no, so uh, so Star Wars uh, obviously is groundbreaking. I mean, it, it it was not the first blockbuster, but it redefined what a blockbuster was after Jaws did it two years before. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, this is one that one of my favorite things that my dad likes to do is tell me like, Hey, I got to see a Star Wars opening weekend. Hey, I got to see Jaws opening weekend. Like, just yeah. fucking piss me off. But he, like, it's just, Star Wars has this place in film history, and the thing that I like about the original one is that it's the only film in the franchise that can be its own standalone film. Right. And they had to do it that way, because obviously, at that point, at, they didn't at know. that point, Lucas was very much an experimental filmmaker. Yeah, all he'd done is what the spaghetti movie spaghetti movie the American drive-in that's not true he did American Graffiti American which Graffiti. is which was not experimental so to speak because Coppola helped him out with that but he did an experimental film called THX 1138 I, I love that movie yeah and that was his he was an auteur at that point and then he did Star Wars which was going to be groundbreaking obviously it steals a lot of shit from a lot of places but it was groundbreaking for what it did and taking that kind of like sci-fi B movie to a big mainstream thing and then he got fucked over when it was so big because he like if you look Lucas did not direct anything again until the prequel yeah. he didn't have the opportunity because Star Wars was too big yeah and it, I feel bad for the guy then and then he made that and then shit. he made the prequels and then he made the prequels that anymore. Anymore. <laughs> but, but no what he was able to do with that movie and encapsulate just this this perfect this perfect hero journey story you know and it's it's a very simple story and it's a story we've seen a thousand times before yeah but the way he did it and the way he was able to transport us to these worlds that we had never seen before and have it feel so familiar and have it it be with characters that we can relate to and I mean who hasn't been that teenager who wanted to go off and do something bigger right. who hasn't been held back by like a parent figure who hasn't wanted to like go out and like explore the world who and hasn't had their father torture them with a droid who hasn't had their their aunt and uncle burned, <laughs> burned alive right death. in front of them who hasn't what weapon is it that does that I've always I have no wondered idea. Yeah. it's really fucking weird because like the thing that really shocks me about the the original movies is how in, in relation to the newer ones, how graphic they are. Yeah. Because in that scene, you, there are straight up charred skeletons right yes. there. They get to Mos Eisley, the, the, the Mos Eisley Cantina and uh, the guy's arm gets chopped off and there's blood spilling there's out blood. the side. And that's yeah. not, like, when you think about that, when you think back to your childhood, you're like, that's not something that would be in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Also, the fact that there's blood being instantly cauterized by something very, like, that doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. However, <laughs> however, however, like, there's really dark shit and like violent shit. That Entire in planet destroyed, and that's like, and that's something that like it, you can't even. It's how the 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 scope of it is unfathomable. Like that line, like still haunts me. It's like as if a 
thousand voices cried out at once yeah. and were suddenly silenced. Yeah. Like, watching that, like, especially as an adult when I really know what he's saying, I'm like, ooh, yeah. like goose flesh. Like, yeah. there's literally no way for us to fathom what, like, feeling yeah. that is, you know? Yeah, like it's the just, communists say, one death's a tragedy, a million's a statistic. Yeah, it's yeah. just, oh, it's uh, just, th- that first movie is such a perfect microcosm. It's a great movie. Of, of, of what it needed to be, and it's just, it's so, like, it's so simple, but it's so effective, and, the I, char- and it's the it's the characters. I remember though, my oldest kid, we'd seen the prequels. Like I, we watched them in order because I had them, and then we watched episode four, and she was like, "That was kind of boring, Dad," and it like broke my heart. Like, <gasps> like whose child are you? Like, but that episode four to me was mine, and for her, like episode one, two, and three are her Star Wars. I'm like, I'm so That's sorry. That's literally the saddest thing like, I've ever heard. Show me on this Jar Jar doll where George Lucas hurt you. Oh my god. <laughs> Really, Ugh. really, uh, yeah. But we get this introduction to these great characters and, and people that we can can relate to, and we have a terrible performance from Mark Hamill because he's not a good actor. But, <laughs> Leave uh, him alone. Um, he's a great Luke Skywalker. He's a great Luke Skywalker, but he's a whiny little bitch, and he's <laughs> a great Joker. But that's a whole different podcast. That's, yeah, that's a different show. Um, Harrison Ford, who is the only person who had a career after these movies. Uh, uh, Carrie Fisher did all right for herself, especially as a screen doctor. Yeah, well, as, as, okay, the only person who had a acting career on screen would be Harrison. Yeah, and well, Sir Alec Guinness was ending his acting career with Star he died. Wars. He died. Yeah, he because did. he died. He did. He, he did. Died. He didn't show up. Oscar as... nominee for this movie, by yeah. the way. He didn't show up as a Force Ghost after it either. He was gone. Yeah, Oscar nominee. That's really interesting. But did was it was Star Supporting Wars it. nominated for Best Picture? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it only won some like sound and technical right. awards. How these movies stuff. normally do win. What won in '77? Annie Hall, maybe Annie Hall. Annie Hall is not a good Star Wars. Like I said, you're the film geek. I think it was was Annie Hall. Um, Anyway, but no, you're getting these great characters, and obviously, you know, the immaculate Carrie Fisher. Um, You know, just and they all they all bring extremely different characters to the screen, and it's something that guaranteed they had to kind of like improvise most of their shit because George Lucas doesn't know how to write. Like he's he's again, as we said, he's an idea man. He doesn't know how to write stories. He doesn't know how to write dialogue. Any of that shit. He is just. Like, they probably had to... Like, and I'm sure, like, what he wrote was very technical and very, like... Right. Ma- meticulous, but they had to, like, make it sound human. All the credit way. goes to the actors for taking those lines and making it sound like things normal people say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's part of the reason the movie works is because you can fall in line and be like, oh, shit, he's talking about 12 parsecs. And when you think about it, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Right. But he delivers it in a way where well, like, oh, okay. And of all the actors, Mark Hamill is the only geek. The only yeah. true geek amongst them, like, grew up with comic books and sci-fi and everything. Like, he's the one that was, like, living his dream. Like, I'm in a geeky movie! Yeah. And I remember he's, he talk, tells a story about him and Princess, well, Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia, going to see, like, the trailer for the movie. Like, hey, we're in the movie. Uh, we just were wondering if we could see the trailer. And they watched the first trailer and was like, this is going to be a bad movie. This is going to flop. This is not going to do anything. And then it is what it is now. You know? Yeah, it, I mean, it grew into something beyond what anybody probably could have imagined. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's just, it's all because of that first movie. And again, the reason I like it so much is because it's its own singular thing. And all the other movies are dependent and reliant on the other ones. And, I mean, there's other issues that I have with them as well. But the fact that this one is, is I understand that maybe structurally from a, a storytelling standpoint, it's not the best one because Lucas did all of it. When you get to Lawrence Kasdan doing Empire Strikes Back, obviously he is a better screenwriter. He's able to craft a story. Yeah. But... 
there's something magical about this first movie in its simplicity. Accidental the, almost. Yeah, and, the, and it's the simplicity of the story because it's, you know, it's, 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 I mean, to a certain extent it's predictable. Like, you know, like, it's, it's gonna be the good guys at the end, but the, it's the very black and white nature of it. It's good guys versus bad guys. Right. That's it. And then you start to muddle it with this gray area that I think a lot of people, especially nowadays, really like, you know, getting to the psyche of some of these characters, but the very good versus evil battle of, you know, what the first one is. Like, my dad told me, opening weekend, nobody had seen this fucking movie. The second Darth Vader walks out onto the ship, everybody just starts booing. And yeah. the only reason they know he's the bad guy is because he's all black. Yeah. He's wearing all black. They don't know... They've literally never seen him before, <laughs> but this entire theater is booing this person. And you don't really know fucking why, but you just know. And it's the, it's the simplicity of that that I think allows it to kind of cross generations a little bit. And like, yeah. kids can love this, adults can love this, and it's just... it's. It's so good. It's wonderful. And Empire Strikes Back is an even better movie. Incorrect! You know, I will disagree. Well, tell me why you think it's better, and I'll tell you why. I think it's a better movie because, honestly, this is the first movie I ever remember watching, other than maybe the Bad News Bears, where the the good guys weren't the clear victors at the end. And, And the moment of, I am your father... Did surprise me and shock me. Mm-hmm. I hadn't had it had it spoiled yet. I, I was able to watch it like early enough. Mm-hmm. And the Battle of Hoth. The Battle of Hoth is hands so, down the, the best sequence in any Star Wars movie. So amazing! Like that, that is the blows best my mind. Movie. And and Billy D. Williams, Lando Calrissian. This Colt Mulder. You belong with us here among the clouds. <laughs> like oh, so good, so suave, so debonair. And and just the I like Luke and Yoda like training on Dagobah. I I, I enjoy that, and and seagulls are gonna buy his face. Although that's a callback to several other podcast episodes yes, with yeah. bad lip reading, but yeah. it's so great. And it's great. I mean, it's it's nice to see that Luke has uh, you know recovered or recovered from his uh, little red Corvette. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean the space worm. Okay. There's a, yeah, like okay, I get it, but it's Star Wars. It's it's still sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's like like I was just listening to a podcast about the princess that da- or the princess bride. You watch a movie. There's some really cheesy stuff that goes on in that movie, mm-hmm. but it does not change the fact that that movie is amazing. You yeah, know? It's, it's really good. Yeah, my biggest issue. I mean, and, and admittedly, I did not get the. You know, I kind of always grew up just having Darth Vader being Luke's father in the zeitgeist. Like right. I never got that moment, but I'm just not big on twist endings, and I don't know if the movie necessarily sets up enough to really warrant that reaction. You know, and it doesn't do enough to make you feel like Luke is sensitive enough to the Force to just immediately know. Like, when he just goes, no, I am your father. Like, Luke's just like... Like, in, like for me, I'd be like, I got some questions about that. <laughs> I, let's talk about this, because I don't really understand where you're coming from. But Luke's just like, no, that's not true. That's it's impossible. True, but you can man. tell, like he, like, he, like, he knows. But there's no reason for him to know that. And I don't think he's strong enough with the Force in that moment, obviously, because he just got his hand fucking cut off he doesn't know what the fuck's going on i don't think he's strong enough to make that a legitimate twist or reveal because and it's 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 the the thing i have with twist endings is it's a it's a cheap screenwriting tactic because it's it's a it's a cheap move to get you off balance right this is like one of the first of them it's not one of the first but it's 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 arguably the most iconic and it's you know it's one that started a whole string of them and yeah. I mean this I mean this original the original trilogy for Star Wars kind of set the foundation for what a trilogy was supposed to do you're gonna have right. the first one second one's gonna go darker there's probably gonna be a twist at the end and then the third one is gonna have the you know Denomon it's gonna be everything will be fine right you know if you look at like the, the first three Pirates movies the same thing happened you had like 
all, everything's all hunky-dory, standalone movie of the first one. Second one, bad shit happens, twist at the end. Oh shit, look who's back. Third one, it gets a little wonky, but things work out. Yeah. You know, like it set the, the the standard for what a trilogy is supposed to do. I just I just enjoy it. Like I enjoy it. I'm not I, saying I it's really, a bad movie, but I don't think it's as good as the original. So Star Wars, I will admit, the first time I ever watched it, I was a little bored by it. What's it, wrong it, with you? It was I don't know everything. What's wrong apparently. with you? It was slow to me. It didn't pick up until the second half of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then it took me. Like sitting down and like rewatching it after seeing the other two movies and being like, no, everybody says how much they love this. I have to love this too. And going back and be like, oh, I get it. I've never had that thought process in my mind before. Like everybody else loves this. I have to love it too. Yeah. Well, when I was like five, so five, six, seven, eight, yeah, I really cared about the world. Like oh. now, man, I, I, I never gave two shits. Yeah. Well, that's just that's just me. It's fine. I have my own problems. That probably means why I was that much more tormented by the bullies because I actually cared what they thought. You <laughs> now you're gonna cry. No, no. Yeah, I, I, I really, I gave a shit so much about what people thought up until like age sixteen or seventeen, mm-hmm. and then finally I was like, ultimate fuck it, I don't care. I don't care. I'll be as punk rock as I want to, and I don't. And then all of a sudden, like I was cool, and I was like. What? Like, how does that? How does that make a lick of sense when I really don't give a shit and would rather punch you in the face and look at you? Yeah. And now I'm cool. I'm like, so I'm gonna punch you in the face because I was like, just yeah. so everybody knows, he's about to punch me in the face. No, I am not. Don't let him. You guys lie. hear that? You guys hear that? <laughs> oh yeah, that's how calm he would be if all of a sudden we went to fist the cups. <laughs> hear that? I'm so tough, punch in the face, but I'm gonna make him feel bad. I can take a punch. <laughs> I got fucking bruises on my arm right now. Oh, you're taking punches? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you about that later. Okay, it's, fair enough. It's, it's this one. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> episode six. Oh, yeah, we're just transitioning over. So, well, episode six well, is a giant piece of shit. Um, it is not a giant piece of shit. It is where the ship started to sink. It's not. It is 100% where the ship started to sink. No? And I'll explain why. Okay, <laughs> please. I'll explain. Two reasons. One, uh, Ewoks. Uh, but so it's so funny because we're going to totally talk love of Ewoks in a little bit later. I love those movies, yeah, but I hate the Ewoks themselves and everything they represent about these dis, uh, the, the, the falling apart of the franchise. Because, okay. because they could have been anything. But this is at a point where Lucas was like, oh shit, I got all this merchandise and stuff, let's sell toys. So what yeah. did he do? He made teddy bears. Murder bears. Yeah. Exactly, and that's what it is. So that's the first thing. But that's not even my biggest issue. This Return of the Jedi is where we first really see the transition to making the movies simply for children. Okay. Because if you look at the end of Empire, you have the, the reveal. You have Han probably being dead. We don't really yeah. know. Um, you know, it, it could go either way. Oh, to be alive. Either way, like, you know. Like, either way, like, bad shit happened to him. Yeah. All right? But then, so that's not really kid-friendly. And right. that's really fucking dark. You go to you Dagobah, and like there's all this shit happening. Like it's 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 a dark movie. You go to Return of the Jedi, you have fucking teddy bears running around, and then you have a Luke who literally needs basic ideas explained to him. So right after Yoda dies, he goes outside and he sees who? The ghost of Ben, yeah. right? And he's sitting there, and Ben starts saying like something. You know, I don't remember the exact line, but he's like, you know, it all just it's a matter of your point of view. And Luke's immediate response is point of view. <laughs> and he has to explain to him what a point of view is. Yeah. And it's things like that that it's definitely at this point now being catered to children. It's no longer, it's not as cross-generational uh, anymore. It's, it's that transition and it's something that we see 
16 years later, when episode one comes out, we start getting the fart humor. We start getting characters like fucking Jar Jar Binks who are made for children. And a, the cross-generational aspect of it is no longer there from that start of that movie. Now, is it a good finale to the original trilogy? Yeah, you got a great set piece at the end with the fight, the, you know, the, the battle of over Endor, on Endor. The, all that right. shit is really, really good. But there's a lot of shit in there that, that makes it a much lesser film. I, I, I like the film. I don't think it's as good as Empire Strikes Back. I would probably go Empire, A New Hope, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's, it's easily the weakest <clears throat> of the three. That being said, it's also the VHS that I fucking destroyed <laughs> because I rewound and played things in slow motion too much. Yeah. Um, specifically, there's the bit when they're, uh, when they're on Endor and the Ewoks um, crush the... Yeah, with the two the walkers. Walkers. Yeah, I slowed that shit down. I put it on slow motion just to watch it. Because like, the practical effect of it all, I really wanted to like get yeah. into... And like shit like that, but I fucking destroyed that VHS. I love I love the blink in Ewoks. Although they didn't blink in the original, they blinked in the later ones. Yeah. No, and it's yeah. it's it's not that I dislike the Ewoks. I dislike what they represent. Okay, and I dislike, I'll give you you disliking what they represent. Yeah, because it was one hundred percent just to sell something, and that isn't like from a from a filmmaking perspective, you shouldn't be doing that. Okay, why? Well, I, I mean, I don't look at Star Wars films as a film critic. I look at them as somebody who loves Star Wars. I love Star yeah. Wars too, yeah. and I'm allowed to criticize there them when they are doing shit. Everybody things. is entitled to their opinion. Yeah, you're, like, enti- like you you're say, entitled to your wrong opinion. Yeah, you're entitled to your wrong opinion, <laughs> and we agree on that. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, Jedi is good, and I, I mean, I, I, I like the opening sequences with Tatooine and Jabba. I mean, you, I mean, you need that. Just although, of how they like, I will say the whole Carrie Fisher, as much as I appreciate her in the metal bikini, I do. She is a good looking woman there was no damn reason for her to be put into the metal bikini and like chain the java i mean other yeah. than other than masturbatory fantasies of a bunch of men yeah i mean you're not wrong but yeah. i understand where it is in the context considering the type of individual that java is oh yeah i get it especially the twilight slave girl they just sends to her death the the rancor monster some harry housing effects done yeah. amazingly so good and yeah and you get more Yoda, well, a little bit of Yoda, and then very little, but yeah. And then really, like the last half of that movie is the whole Battle of Endor on yeah. the ground and in space, mm-hmm. and and I like that, and, and I yeah. like that because we're getting you know the the multifaceted aspect of it, which I don't think we'd really gotten that to that point. Yeah, you know, everything with the Battle of Yavin was. You know, just the attack on the Death or just Star. A, just a shot back to the that schematic of how close the Death Star yeah, was. That to was the base. it. That was the whole thing. Every and time then, they flashback was to let you know how close they were. Yeah, and <laughs> back then, to the action. And then Hoth was mostly just the speeders and a little bit of everybody else trying Hoth to escape. Is so good. It's though. really good. It's really so good. But good. what I like about the Battle of Endor is that it's multifaceted. Yeah, you have three different things going. Oh, on. and a movie you're going to hate on here in a moment owes a lot to the end of Return of the Jedi. A lot to it. Yeah, but before that, let's go to Episode Seven. Okay. Episode 7, Force Awakens. You did not hate this movie. No, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, I thought it was a good return. Um, I, I, I completely understand where people, you know, some critics come from and say it's just a rehash of Episode 4. I get that. I see the parallels, but I don't think it's a rehash. I don't think, I don't think so either. I think that, you know, there's a lot there. And what I like about it is, kind of like I mentioned earlier about everything being about nostalgia nowadays, is they did the nostalgia well. Yeah. It wasn't thrust in your face. It wasn't there to be like, hey... You know, we're just doing this to be like, hey, remember this thing? Remember, look at this. Look, look, look. They were true Easter eggs where, like, if you caught them, they were great, but they right. weren't, like, shoved in your face. Right, but what they also did is they, I mean, obviously, like, some of the, like, nostalgia is going to come from people like Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, right. and Mark Hamill coming back. 
But they established really good new characters as well. Yeah. Daisy Ridley is fantastic in that first movie. She is. Um, uh, John Boyega is really good. Oscar Isaac is really good. And I'm hoping we get more of him in The Lost Jedi. Because I think we will. More. But, you know, that because they're setting up new characters alongside these old ones, you're able to balance the familiar with something new. And that's how you have to do a sequel that's coming, you know, basically, thir- you know, however long down the line, 35 right. years down the line. And... You know, that's you needed that. And the Easter eggs were beautiful. Like, just like Poe's, like, going, or not Poe, sorry, Finn's going through stuff, and then he picks up the sphere from, like, Luke's training with yeah. Obi Wan. And he just throws it to the side. Like, and, but no call. Like, what's this? Is this yours? Like, just, like, show it to me and, like, move on. Or, like, yeah. when he, like, you know, ends up hitting the hollow chest, how all of a sudden it still, like, almost looks like the same exact game yeah. that, like, you know, 3PO and Chewie were playing once upon a time. Mm-hmm. And then it's just gone, and then nothing's said about it, yeah. and that's fine. And if they would have lingered and been like, oh, look at this, that's when it's going to exactly. start to get to yeah. a, a different point. And, and, I, and I like that they were able to do that. I mean, you know, I, but I also don't think that you need necessarily Easter eggs in a moment like that. You need just to embody, like, the, the, the tone of what you're going for. And I think that's what Force Awakens did, is they were able to get back into the tone of what the Star Wars movies should have been. And what the prequel should have been, but they weren't. I left happy and devastated because of the way that movie ended. Why devastated? Oh. Yeah. I, I saw that coming a mile away. Yeah. Well, so my buddy Danny, who you've heard on the podcast, told mm-hmm. me, like, he's like, oh, fuck. He's like, Harrison Ford is signed on for the movie. He's like, he's going to die. And I was like, no, he's not. And he's like, no, he is. Because of everything he said with Return of the Jedi. Yeah. He's like... No, he's he's gone, and I was like, whatever. And then when it came, he like we were watching it together. He looked over, like, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> I was like, what a thing. <laughs> no, the, the moment I knew was as soon as he started marketing the movie as much as he was, because yeah. that's not him at all. Yeah, it's I not. just kept thinking like, holy shit, he's gonna fucking die. Yeah. So I was prepared. I was. It's still prepared. so devastating. It's rough. I mean, it's and the way it's shot really well. There's a lot of like tender moments in there between him and Kylo and the way that they're acting without saying a word mm-hmm. that you're just like oh god that hits me right in the heart yeah it's rough yeah. and I, I mean the theater I saw it in everybody there was a collective gasp and like and all that I'm sure some tears rolled down some cheeks but I was sitting there like fuck I saw this coming man like there's, there's no way like Harrison Ford won out of that 30 years ago like he, didn't, he wanted I did, to die I, in Jedi I didn't want to believe it would happen and the second he started walking that highly unsafe walkway with no handrails I was like Oh no! Oh no! He's just—he's just gonna fall down. Yeah, nothing. Nothing's gonna happen. Nobody's gonna <laughs> he's, do gonna, it. he's gonna break his hip. A door's gonna fall. He's gonna crash a plane. Again. I don't know. <laughs> like, he's so unsafe. <laughs> like JJ had to kill him, otherwise he was gonna die on the set of the next film. Yikes! <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, the second he went bang, I was like, oh no! Like I knew from that moment that that was gonna happen. But then you're just like watching it like knowing that somebody's walking towards the meat grinder and you're like yeah. oh no not that man yeah. shady show no I get yeah. I was never fooled that like Kylo was gonna like turn or any of that stuff None no because I mean if that's gonna happen it's gonna happen in episode 9 yeah you can't do that in episode 7 because then you yeah. don't have an episode 8 yeah, yeah. nothing's gonna fuck it, it's pretty gangster to just like impale your father through the heart like, yeah, yeah I hate him I hate him you hate Kylo Ren? I don't want him to be redeemed at all I want him to die but Adam Driver I don't care. Adam Driver and she's a lovely man. But he was just in Logan back. Lucky. He didn't okay. have a. He didn't. He also didn't have an arm. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'm sure he's a lovely human being, but he can die in Star Wars. Um, but yeah, yeah, Force Awakens is good. All right, and um, then we just got to do it. Do what? Just rip the bandaid off and go for Rogue One, Sean. All right. So Clerks. Two. All right. So I'm just gonna say this real clear. <laughs> so Sean 
This is our friendship ever since Rogue One has come out. He hates this movie. He hates it. And we've always talked about it. And every time we start getting into it, I say, no, this will be a good podcast conversation. And literally, like, we stop. Like, we stop. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And then we almost got into it the other night. And I was like, no, this is a good podcast thing. I'm going to record you right now. I was like, fine, do it. So here we go. Wookie finally gets his answers for Sean hating Rogue One. That should be the title. Sean hates Rogue One. <laughs> just do it. I'm not even going to interrupt you. Just tell me why you hate it. It's a fine film. That's funny. So Clark's yeah. Tiro. <laughs> oh, you just got that? Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, so, so Rogue One is literally everything wrong with what I just said. Uh, Force Awakens did right. Okay. And again, I I was so you're saying it's nostalgia for nostalgia's sake. Yeah, it's 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 fan fiction for the sake of fan fiction, and I fucking hate. it. So you don't like Not, a movie that explains the small thermal exhaust port? I don't from give the first a shit. Movie. It doesn't matter anyway. He's a space wizard. Yeah. It doesn't make any. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter. Okay. It literally does. I don't think also, it needed to be explained either, but I liked it. Like it's a giant fucking space station. There's gonna be there's probably a thousand thermal exhaust ports, and they just found one at a trench. I don't know why they didn't just come straight down at it because it turned at a right angle anyway. Like the, <laughs> their attack plan didn't make any sense. Yeah. But like the, it, it, there's exhaust that comes out of shit that big. Yeah. There's a, I I am I'm not a big person. Exhaust comes out of me. Think about it. <laughs> So fans, all you need to do to stop Sean is one well placed shot to his thermal exhaust point. I'm gonna be. I have at least. I have at least two. It, yes. Yes. We. <laughs> I just. I just uh, released some exhaust right now. Oh wow. Yeah. Enjoy that. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> you shitty mofo. No, that's literally what it is. Yes. Yes. Anyway, it it's poops. Poop. Good thing you have shorts to block the fecal matter. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of fecal matter, continue. Rogue with One. Your, Rogue One. Um, so no, I did not need a movie, an entire film to to fill in that plot hole. It, it, it never bugged me that much. Right. Okay. okay fair um, enough. Number two, uh, the rest of it is shit. Really? Admittedly, it's been ten months since I saw this movie, and yeah. I'm never ever going to go back to it. Never. So I might need your help <laughs> in terms of like. like no, I like, like you. Like, I like you like, hating something like that... re- like reminding me what what I hated. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like, 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 no, just like reminding me of things that happened so I can remember why I hated so, it. So I actually have a complicated relationship with Rogue One just because I have read Catalyst and Rebel Rising by Beth Revis, which are books that make Rogue One an even better movie. In fact, I told you the other day I was watch not really watching Rogue One. I had Rogue One on in the background mm-hmm. while I was studying for my class, just because I knew you were home and I was looking forward. That's to the, fucked up. I was looking forward to the moment when you walked down the stairs and were like, "Burn!" Because it was on. I was watching uh, Clone Wars before that, and I switched it over because I'm like, "Surely he must come downstairs at some point," but you didn't. Nope. You did it. You were in your man cave Sorry. doing your thing. It's okay. It's okay. But I, I have rewatched the movie several times, and I, I can't say I watched it when I lived with Blue. I mean, his brother watching it, and I fell asleep twice. Because it's took, boring. It took shit. me three days to watch the whole thing, but it's because I've already seen it. It is not a Star Wars movie that I feel the need to return to. I did leave the movie mildly unsettled because I was like, "Wow, that just ended so like shitty." Like I don't know how to feel about it. And Heather described it as the best worst movie she'd ever seen. What does that mean? Because she really didn't like the ending. She doesn't. No, the like ending when, was perfect. She doesn't like when bad things happen to people. The the ending was exactly how that movie should have ended. However, they did not do enough to make that ending matter. 
See, that's I, the issue. I guess I get invested in characters quicker than you do. No, no, no. There's zero character development in this fucking movie. There is none. Absolutely none. That's the biggest issue with this movie. There's you don't give. There's no reason you should give two shits about any of them because they don't do anything to set you up for that. There's a lot of gaps. There's a lot of holes in anything. You don't know shit well, about it. It is. Again. It is technically two movies. It's the movie that was shot by the first guy, and then after exactly. the reshoots the movie. That was yeah, shot they, by the like the reshoots guy. fucked this movie one hundred percent, and it's all because they didn't want Jin to be a bitch. That's exactly what happened. Apparently, Jin was supposed to be this really bad, like badass, really hard, mm-hmm. tough individual. Yeah, and then they were like, "But everybody loved Daisy Ridley, and she was really nice and sweet, so let's make her more like that." And it turned Jin into a very wimpy character, in my opinion. And you don't really get anything like. You see her, like, there's the cold open when she's a kid, and then it cuts to her being in prison. Right. And you never get that laundry list of things that they do in that one trailer where it's like, you did this, 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 and this. And it's just like, oh shit, I guess she did some bad shit, but we don't even know what it is. That's the book Rebel Rising. Right, but like, but they took it out of the movie. So, as a, like, you can say what you want about all this adjunct stuff. No, no, I I get it. That's fine. You shouldn't need a book to make a movie. No, you shouldn't. And that's, that's one of my biggest issues with the Star Wars fandom. Is everybody always falls back to all this shit, but as a film and watching it as a film, it needs to make sense as a film. Yeah. You can't, like, I, I'm sorry. And it's the same reason that, like, we had a fight about it. Okay. And I don't want to get too far into that, but it's the same thing. I'm sure it's a great adaptation, but as a film, it doesn't fucking work. I enjoyed it, way. but I'm no, also a book that. fan, yeah. yeah. Right, and I get that, but, like, <clears throat> just because it's a good adaptation doesn't mean it's a good film. It, just because, it, you know, there's adjunct stuff there's other things you can read to fill in plot holes if I don't have the time or the ability to do I will that, agree like, 100% that Rogue One will be such a better movie if the stuff from Catalyst and Rebel Rising was in that movie which I'm sure a lot of it was yeah. and yeah. then they fucking cut it out because they wanted to change Jin's character completely so there's that so but, things I like about Rogue One is something that really hit home for me and I know it's a small thing but just the fact that a Mexican American actor plays a character in Star Wars and my friends who are Hispanic just being so damn excited that finally there was a character in Star Wars that looked like them. Like, I can't take that away from them. I get that. Yeah. And I am I have no problem with the casting. Yeah. It is 100% the writing. I like Diego and Luna in the movie too. I like Diego Luna. I just hated his character. I, I get that Jyn Erso is one note. Knowing more about like her entire life, like it, it makes Because when I see that movie, I'm seeing what I already know plus that. So right. I'm like, yeah. But I get it. I get Diego it. Diego Luna is also relatively one note. But I but, do they, they fucked him over. They fucked up with him. Because they literally gave you the line of, I've been in the Rebellion since I was six. Oh, no, he was a separatist. He In yeah. the movie, he says he was in the Rebellion since he was six. But they never say why. Yeah. Instead, they do a fucking, like, 30-second sequence with some dude getting, like, his mind read by some giant no, space I, slug. I do not. Take the, that shit out. That, I hate it. That, Take, I will tell you, I hate. I don't like that part. It's stupid. Take that shit out. Give me 30 seconds as to why he's been in the Rebellion for, for six, since yeah. he was six. That is all I need. I'm not asking for a lot of character development. I'm asking for character development. Yeah. Because there is none. I don't give two shits about those two Asian characters. Because, not that they're Asian. That's I don't want anyone to get no, the wrong thing. You don't get anything about them. Nothing I, I've read an entire book called Guardian of the Wills about them, so it's also not fair. Like, I, sometimes I can't disconnect like all the Star Wars knowledge right. I have in my head. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like if, and that's fine. If you want to put in the time yeah. and put in the effort, I don't have the time, and I'm not going to put in the effort. If you can't, <laughs> if you can't give me enough in a movie, like, and I'm not like you can have this incredible backstory for those guys. I'm not getting shit. I, I, I'm getting nothing. I enjoyed the movie when I went to go see it. I made myself go see it again because I didn't know how to feel about it the first time. 
and I liked it more the second time. And I, but I will tell you, I do not rank Rogue One on, in my top half of my Star Wars movies. It is just above Attack of the Clones for me. Yeah, it is just above Attack of the Clones. Um, I have, I'm not done. I have a lot of more. So you put all the prequels below it, though. No, no, no. I would. No, no, no. Okay, so Attack of the Clones, Rogue One, then Phantom Menace, and Revenge of the Sith. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That's how bad this is to me. Okay. Because it's an insult to people who love Star Wars. I don't think it's it an is insult. One, no, it is an insult. If you genuinely love Star Wars, you should hate this movie. <laughs> okay. Because, and, and as a movie, and I get like where you're coming from, because you have taken the time to get all that backstory. Right. But as a movie, it is not giving you any of that. Okay. I love K two S O. So rip he was apart. funny for like two lines, and then it was just fucking stupid. Oh, I just but I I'm it, a just big, to bring I'm up it again, it was of, just like Richie and it. I'm a big fan of Firefly and Serenity, so he's got. I get that. I love. I love. I love him. Yeah, he's got but me. Like, He's yeah. got me hooked. Um, let's see. What else did I hate? Um, nostalgia for the sake of nostalgia, but I mentioned that already. Oh, just what, to, like, so throw pa- shit out Ponda there. Balaba and Dr. Evazin? Well, no, like that doesn't make any goddamn sense. How are they there and then they make it to the fucking... Like, they, everything's that's, just, that's the same as the chess set, essentially. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah. No, 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 no. How are they on that planet and then it gets blown up like two minutes later? No, and then, that planet didn't get blown up. They, they weren't on Jeddah. They were in the city. Oh, they were in Jedi. They were in the city. It doesn't make any goddamn right. sense. There's no reason. Like, they should not. Like, that was. They must have been on the way to the next transport. They, I, I, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Because that's the type of shit. That's the type of thing that they did in Rogue One. It's like, hey, let's throw this in there and just be like, oh shit, I remember that. Okay, so Vader, just get it out of your system. <laughs> you have to stop and, like, temple his hands. <laughs> you got closer to the microphone. It's going to get loud, friends. No, it's going to be very quiet. Okay. I want my deliberate and, and well-paced tone okay. to, to, to convey. Rogue One completely decimates everything that we have ever known about Darth Vader. Okay. Literally everything. He completely changes the character in the context of the Star Wars universe. 100%. Okay. Vader is a giant, steaming pile of shit as a character in Rogue One. First of all... <laughs> I'm going to try not to get that loud again. I am closer to the mic. First of all... <laughs> he drops puns. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. It was fucking stupid. So funny. It was really fucking... I, I he has never been a comedy... He's not I a- agree. It's out of place. I agree. But I think because of my line of work, I just think it's funny. I get that. Yeah. Nobody appreciates a pun more than I do. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I, I know. understand. The closest thing to that is like I find... I find your lack of faith disturbing because I've gone back and watched all of Vader's lines because somebody told me, he drops puns in the movies. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. Danny was so mad about that pun. So bad. It's it's so fucking bad. It's yeah. so fucking bad. They it's didn't so need it. They didn't need it. No, they didn't. It was dumb. Yeah. It was dumb. Okay. okay, and then and then and then the thing that people love the most about that movie. So 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 okay. Anybody who loves that scene more than anything else, I'm gonna say it, and I'm sorry if I'm alienating your listeners. <laughs> it's okay. I just want it to be known. This is the the opinion of me, and not laughing at fuzzball. <laughs> um, anybody who loves that scene like the most out of the movie is a fucking idiot. Why? Because he's calling a, me a fucking idiot. Yes, I am. I am. I'm sorry. I don't love that movie, that scene more of anything, but I like that scene. Okay, well, that's not yeah, what I said. because he wrecks shot. That's not what I said. Yeah. Uh, but that, 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 he's never done that before. He's never done that. He has never been that person. He is a mechanically creative person. He cannot move in that way. And why the fuck would he be able to do that and then allegedly, like, 15, 20 minutes later as they're chasing this fucking uh, cruiser, you've only, he doesn't do the same thing. You've only seen the movie once, Yes. Yes, I will okay. never go no, back no, to this No, because this is, this is a legit thing. So when I first saw the movie, I was like, oh my god, he moved so fast. Like, that was crazy. I don't know how I feel about that because Darth Vader doesn't move like that. When I saw it the second time, he actually doesn't move that fast. 
But it's not. It's not. It's not even so much how he moves. It's what he does. It's ah, what he does well, because it doesn't like. Why the fuck would he be that pissed off? And then they get away. You got to see like how powerful he was. Like when he entered the Jedi Temple he was. and when he entered the the you know Separatists on Mustafar, you just saw too much of it. So you like seeing less of it. No. I, Wait, was, you're going back to the prequels? Well, yeah, because, it's different like, because he wasn't a fucking robot at that point. He didn't have like he had all his like actual limbs. As a robot, he's not gonna be able to move around like that. But, but he can. But I get what, I've read but that, too that, many that, of the comics. The too. It's not the point. It's not the point. <laughs> the point that I'm trying to make is that the events of Rogue One directly shift over to the events of A New Hope. Yeah. All right. Why does he go guns blazing in Rogue One and then just like, all right, we're gonna let everybody else do this? Is he winded? Is his asthma <laughs> kicking up? Like, what the fuck? You can't have like I feel it, you. it changes. I, I, it, I see your point. He, he, he's never been an attack first guy. Yeah. Ever. And that scene changes it. Now, as a standalone individual scene, sure, it's really cool. It's a okay. badass scene. Okay. But it changes the very character 100%. And that's why I fucking hate it. You don't like how it leads in episode four? No, I don't like that. It, yeah, because it changes who right. that character is supposed to Fair be. Enough. And that's never what he's been. And that's why I'm saying that this movie is a disservice to Star Wars fans. Because it's taking it and it's taking it and putting it in a way that some fucking idiot out there wanted to do <laughs> fan fiction. And this is something that somebody wrote online at some point. It was like, how cool would it be if, if Darth Vader did something like Yoda in Attack of the Clones? Like it went crazy with a lightsaber. That's never happened before. Gotcha. And okay. it changes it because he shouldn't be that guy. Yeah. He's old. He's a fucking machine. Like there's no reason. And I don't need that scene to let me know he's a badass. He stops a fucking blaster shot with his hand. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, Fair I enough. don't need that. And it just... Ugh. It okay. was so upsetting, Is there anything Joey. else you want to hate on, It was Rogue so One? upsetting. This, this is your moment. This, I almost feel like this is therapy. Like, I'm like, just tell me how you feel. I'm so angry. Uh, don't I don't like angry. that they, like... D- what they did with Leia... That was another, like, oh, uh, shit, look who yeah, it is. That's, that's bad CGI. It was fucking Uncanny Valley shit. Yeah. Like, I liked, I actually liked, for the most part, the, the, um, oh, why can't I even not think of his name right now? Freaking, uh, Ad- Admiral, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. There you yeah. go. His was okay yeah. until he started walking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing that I had issue with that is that every time he turned, he turned at a right angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it, but it the, freaked me out. But the CGI on Leia was bad. It, it, it was not great. Yeah, I'm like, that's bad. I don't need it. I don't need... We found hope. I don't need it. No, it's still it's okay. it was stupid. It it's all shit. Just be like, oh, look, something else you like. Can we go oh, see the sick. Han Solo movie together? No, I, I don't even know if I want to see it. I'll, I'll pay for your ticket. I don't pay for movies. Why would you do that? So you go see it with me. I know, but I, I, I literally, <laughs> I, I have movie pass. I basically I see them for free. There's no point in you. Okay. <sighs> I just I just think that'd be great. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to be so angry at that movie because I know, I know it's not going to be good. I know. Because of everything I'd that's happened. i be mad at it too. Because of It's called Solo. Well, that's actually not a bad title. It's a shitty title. It's it's. What do you want? It? Do you want Smuggler's Bounty? I just don't want that movie. Oh, to be honest. Yeah. So at that, this that's point, a, like everyone who's mad at the title is not mad at the title. They're mad at the movie. Yeah. At this point, yeah. like at the, like yeah. like when you had Chris Lord and Phil Miller like ready or Phil Lord, Chris Miller, whatever, yeah. the, those two Anyways. doing it, I was like, oh shit, this is gonna be great. This is gonna, and Alan Ehrenreich, who I thought was great in Hail Caesar, like it's gonna be really good. And then they're like, nah, we want Lawrence, <laughs> we want Lawrence Kazan's script. Because he wrote Han Solo back in the day. It was that, always his script. I don't get... Yeah, no. but no, but like... Lord and Miller were working from his script. Yeah, but they were going to do shit with it that he probably didn't Well, you agree with Danny. Danny thinks it's going to be a hot pile of garbage. It's going to be... Because Ron Howard sucks. And I'm trying to be optimistic. Ron Howard Apollo sucks. Apollo 13 is a good movie. Okay. And if this is as good as... I really as, like Far and Away. 
Actually, we're like, but my mom really liked that movie, so I probably have sentimental. This is the man who did year. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which is a great movie in my opinion. I fucking love it. I like but that movie. It's not good, but I love that movie. I like that. But movie. like, it's Ron fucking Howard. Yeah. It's fucking milk toast. And I love his work in uh, what's that movie where his dad's a sheriff or that show? The Andy Griffith Show. Yeah. <laughs> It's really great. <laughs> I love Willow. Actually, my favorite Ron Howard movie oh my is Willow. God. My favorite Ron Howard movie is Willow. It's going to be so bad. Yeah. It's speaking, gonna be so speaking of Willow, I'm a segue hopefully worthy of Sean from Sean Talks Movie. Speaking of Willow and Wicked, we're going to transition into movies that make us happy. The Ewok movies of the 80s. Warwick Davis as Wicked. Yes, that's right. Mr. Willow himself. Mm. We're going to talk about the Ewok movies. The last two movies to talk about before we round out. Pizza offers. Okay, it's fine. Right. Literally, friends, the Ewok movies make me so happy inside. You have Caravan of Courage and Battle, Battle for Endor. Which is your favorite of the two? It's been so long. I I, you, I like Battle sh- for Endor. We should watch it since I have obviously them. you own them. Yeah. I have them. I'd be down. Um, yeah, but... I it's mean, been a long... I have not watched these movies since... Uh, since I was in college in Santa Cruz and my roommate got uh, my roommate wanted to watch him and he got high and we watched him together and it was uh, he had a, a lot of fun I mean straight to TV the first one ABC 1984 November but I, so Caravan of Courage and here's just something I'll say spoilers friends if you've not seen the Ewok movies that's fine turn it off laugh at a fuzzball.net laugh at a fuzzball podcast <laughs> get all your stuff right uh, facebook.com slash laugh at a fuzzball podcast at Wookie Rider. seriously we're going to probably spoil these movies and I know a lot of people haven't seen the Ewok Adventures so if you want to see them yourselves go find them turn it off because we're not going to be we're not going to have you mad at us because we spoiled it but so literally in Caravan Courage Sindel and her brother Mace and the parents like land the freaking what is it the Gorax steals mm-hmm. the parents and now, you know, Weequay and all the Ewoks got to help the kids go fight the Gorax. And Mason Sindel do that. And then in the next fucking movie, in the very beginning, they fucking kill yeah. every single one of them. And it's poor little blonde hair curl Sindel all by herself. And I want to, I might actually cry because that makes me so sad. Don't cry. That is good fucking, like, yeah. Like, when I was a kid watching that, because the second movie was 1985, 1986, I could not believe that these characters that I'd come to love from the first Ewok movie... Were just gone. And it, they, she had the little life bar yeah. on her wrist. Yeah. And the last one was her brother, and it's like, beep, beep, and yeah. it's gone. And yeah. you know, like, <gasps> the fucking Marauders killed Sindel's, like... Yeah. They spend the entire first movie on this entire adventure... And they freaking, there was that Ewok that they find who's not from the original Ewok village who ends up Chukato, Mm -hmm. and he gives his life, like, fighting the Gorax, and, like, they use his mace to kill the Gorax, which is, like, such a big thing. Like, there were stakes. Like, one of the Ewok, like, you know, the 12 dwarves or whatever that took him down there died. And then Battle for Endor, I mean, let's not, the Quaker Oats guy's in the movie. Isn't it Wolfer Brimley? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Diabetes himself? Yeah. But Wilford Brimley, but her family is dead. Yeah. Dead, dead, dead. Yeah. It reminds right me It reminds me of, uh, there's that conversation in the first Clerks movie where they're talking about which, if they like Empire or Return of the Jedi better, and Dante is like, uh, Empire, it has a down ending. That's what life is. It's a series of down endings. And I'm like, no, that's a down fucking beginning, It's a down beginning. <laughs> yeah. It is so a down beginning. But, I mean, and you've got the Harry housing work, some, you know, reminiscent of the Rancor Beast when they're dealing with the Gorax and the yeah. first Caravan. I remember legitimately being scared because 1984 on television, I was like 
four years old. Mm-hmm. Like, and you were in love with Sindel. And I was in love with Sindel. <laughs> in love. So when her family dies, I felt for her. Yeah. I wanted to wrap her in my arms and run my fingers through her little ringlets and like, make life better for her. <laughs> <laughs> because we were the same age. It was okay. Like, what, like I actually heard a fan rumor that uh, Captain Phasma is Sindel. Not, I read that too, yeah. and honestly, I, I don't like, want anything else. Please, that's all I please, want. Please, Captain Phasma be Sindel. Oh, now, okay. Of the two movies, I think Caravan of Courage is a more like solid Star Wars movie mm-hmm. because they don't go into anything fantastical. In Battle for Endor, they really get into that world of magic. Yeah, with the witch, with the marauders, and they're trying. They're poor little thing. They're like, unlock the magic of the power core of the thing, and she's like, I don't know. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> unlock a child, like literally. It's so dark. Yeah, it's been so. Ugh, it's been so. It's long. so dark. It's but, so good though. And then there's Noah and Tweak, the little fast guy. <laughs> I think it's Teak. Teak. Yeah. Tweak is from South Park. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Tweak, have some more coffee. <laughs> But yeah, like, but, oh, Wilfred Brimley is no, and he does, like, he's not instantly, like, come here, little girl, he does not give two shits about her. No, 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 he does not like her He is more interested in fixing his spacecraft and heading off into the world. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, the Ewok movies are great. Yeah, it's, I mean, we we should watch them right now. We should. I'm down. I'm down, too. Um, it's been so. Like ten years and stuff. Yeah, they're so good. I'm trying to think if there's any other Star Wars related stuff we need to talk about. Well, I can I can endorse Clone Wars. I can endorse Rebels. A lot of the books. There's a lot of new canon books that you could be reading. The comics actually are a lot of fun. Some of them get a little fantastical, but enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm a. I'm a. I just I dive deep into everything, and sometimes obviously can't separate you know from what I saw in a movie and what I know from everything else. Yeah. Like it does make it difficult sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Star Wars Holiday Special? It's ugh, it's probably been 15 years. Since I watched I've seen it last it. year, but yeah. it's been a while before I see it. My buddy sent it to me on a yeah. thumb drive, and uh, literally the first 15 minutes of that movie is all in Sherwood. It's all Wookies. <laughs> it's I so that. great. It I really remember is. that. Yeah, like itchy and yeah. lumpy and all that shit. Yeah. Premiere yeah. of uh, of Boba Fett. Yeah, the movie that got everybody excited, only for him to like be. Off by a blind man in Wait, the desert. Wait, did, did I go on my rants about Boba Fett at the beginning of the episode? Or was that before we started recording? You did. You did okay. talk about Boba Fett. I couldn't remember if it was before like we started him. recording. You don't like him. No, he's, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. He's overrated. So overrated. I remember because I actually was Give like... Give me Bosk instead. Incognito walking around for another blueberry cider... As you were talking about it. And I was oh, like, right, oh good, right, he's yeah, at yeah. a point where I can walk away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me Bosk, give me IG-88, give me Dengar. Oh, Dengar. This is just me throwing some cred out there. He sleeps in a box, poor Dengar. This is literally just yeah. me, like, adding to my cred. So Admiral people... Tag. Give me Admiral Tag. Choke that mother. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your favorite Star Wars character? Um, I don't know. That's a great question. Also, I'm looking at where I said um on the... Yeah, I was looking at it too. That's, that's actually an amazing Star Wars nerd answer. Because if you ever ask somebody, like, what's your favorite of this? And they're like, oh, this. But the person that goes, oh, wow, what a good question. And they stop yeah. and think about it. It probably means their fandom's a little harder than the other person that just gave you an honest answer. Either like, that or they, like, legitimately, like, they've had this question before or so many times and they just are like, oh, yeah, it's this. Yeah. You know, I mean, for a long time, like, I, people ask me, like, what's your favorite movie? And I'd be like, eh, but now I'm just like, it's Jaws. I love Chewbacca. Like, I love Chewbacca. I mean, you you 
relate to him on a on a spiritual level. I do. I do. <laughs> You're I, wearing a shirt right now. I am. I actually am wearing a, a shirt with Chewbacca wearing sunglasses because he's so damn cool. The future's so bright for Chewbacca. He's got to wear shades. Oh my gosh! Shut up. <laughs> Well, yeah, oh, we, uh, do we want to talk about Last Jedi a little bit? I mean, obviously, it hasn't come out yet. We can, yeah. What are you? So, thoughts? Last Jedi's coming out. Uh, enjoy that. <laughs> I I am excited by what Ryan Johnson is going to bring. Like it. like with Force Awakens, I am cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I don't I, want I don't want to be excited because I will uh, have my hopes and dreams dashed. I think it'll uh, be a much better movie. Uh, I'm actually I'm okay with J.J. Abrams picking up episode nine because I like what he did with episode seven. And now that he's started this trilogy, he's no longer beholden to as much fan service in his next story. Like he literally can tell the story that he wants to. I guess that's fair. And he did. Who was it? it was supposed to be Colin Trevorrow, right? Colin Trevorrow, but then he came out with Book of Henry, and they were like, people hate him and say that he's not good at writing women. And then they fired him. And, yeah, and I didn't literally, get a chance to see that. this trilogy is Ray's story. So if they yeah. think they're not good at writing women, yeah. I'm trying to know. think of, uh, it, he's never had a good movie. Well, no. He did Safety Not Guaranteed, and Aubrey Plaza was pretty well written. Yeah, well, people really like that movie, but that's the one movie that people talk really highly of for him. I like The Lost World, or not The Lost World. Jurassic World is fucking World. amazing. Yeah, I enjoyed it. First half hour. Yeah. And then conflict happens, and it's not as good anymore. But it's still, time, like I, cry, I, I wept in the theater. It was a great movie. This is all I wanted ever. I know nostalgia, nostalgia. No, it was just to see the park operating. Yeah, like yeah. and going like that was actually like one of the first movies I ever talked about on my show because it hadn't come out yet. And I was telling like Dino was the guest, and I was telling him like, hey, I'm so excited for the first half hour of Jurassic World because it's going to be everything I ever and wanted. And my spirit animal is that poor guy that works at the park. He's like, hey guys, I just work here. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> totally yeah. my spirit animal. Oh it's my like God. been they, every they did job a, of they my did, life. They did a good job with that movie of, of uh, you know, giving the true sense of what it was probably like to work at a theme park. Not yeah. that I have any particular knowledge of that. And literally, corporate sponsorship like messed that up. They're like, Verizon Wireless brings you the Indominus Rex. Yeah. Hey, that's a line from the movie, and I'm like, that's why I do AT&T! F you, Verizon! <laughs> <laughs> this podcast not sponsored directly by AT&T. <laughs> it's brought to you by Meef. <laughs> that's right, Meef. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> With a side of MacGuffins. <laughs> McGuffins cost extra. Oh my god. You got anything else, buddy? <laughs> Not after that. Do you feel good? Was your Star Wars therapy good? I, I'm still angry. Should I title it Star Wars Therapy with Sean? No. <laughs> Let's figure out the title right now. Okay. Um, what's going to get you the most v- listens? Uh, I think my listeners are my listeners. Like, Just put fuck Star Wars. Oh no. No. <laughs> no. That was, so, that was so real. As real as you're like, I like movies at the beginning. Like, oh no. Um, no, I think uh, I don't want you to pigeonhole it to just Sean hates Rogue One. Sean talks Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, just we'll go with that. that. That's cool. good. I like that one. Sean talks Star Wars. <laughs> All right, and in my intro, I could be like, "See, he does like some movies." Some. Yeah, I like approximately uh, half of the Star. What Wars was your stats movies. when you did your total movies and the movies you gave four or five stars or higher? Oh, it's a perfect bell curve. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. So, like, I, I mean, I keep track of all that, and the, like the twenty four hundred something that I've seen, it's a perfect bell curve. So, like, five star and yeah. one star is about the same. It's like one hundred sixty something. Three stars. There you go. Give them stars. Episode one. Uh, I mean, where's my computer? I can tell you. Oh right no! Now. I want. I want to uh, go. Two, two. All right. Episode two. Uh, one and a half. Episode three. Uh, two and a half. Episode four. Five. Episode. I can't count. It's only five. Four and a half. Episode six. Four. 
Episode 7. 4. <laughs> I don't think I need to say Rogue One. One and a half. Caravan of Courage? 3. Battle for Endor? 3. Okay. There People vs. George Lucas is a solid 4.5. It is a good movie. Uh, Fanboys is a solid 3.5. Okay. Uh, Clerks is a 5. Yeah, there we go. High five. I get a high five. Yeah. Right. Hey, buddy, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, of course. Go, thanks for do all your plugs. Plug yourself. Um, so, once again, you can find everything on SeanTalksMovies.com. That's S H A U N. I know I spell my name weird. It's actually the Welsh spelling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not the Irish spelling, which like, is a uh, scene. Uh, and the bastardized American version with the W. Or like Shaun of the Sheep or. Shaun the Sheep or Shaun of the Dead. Shaun yeah, of the Dead. Just like yeah. that. Uh, so SeanTalksMovies.com You can also look on iTunes for Sean Talks Movies. That's the podcast there And then the other one that Joey and I just did Is the Sean Mentary Like commentary but with Sean at the beginning instead of com And it's fun And yes. it's a good one We did Thor and It was Thor, a lot of fun As we uh, established Thor Ragnarok is currently in theaters So you can listen to the original Thor And hear us uh, banter about that And, yeah. uh, and I, I would dare say you could probably listen to that Sean that, that one you can listen to without, without the watching. movie And still Still uh, yeah, yeah, I still enjoy. I think it. so. I th- it's a it's a solid one. It's one of the better ones. All right. Yeah. Well, so thank you again for having me on. And, yeah. Thanks, uh, man. Letting thanks. me uh, letting me uh, vent. I still don't hate Rogue One as much as you. I don't hate it at all. But I get it. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. Not, actually, it's your opinion. All opinions are right. Just some are righter than others. Yours are wrong. <laughs> it's listen to his, listen to his podcast. It makes more sense. <laughs> he is canon law. Canon <laughs> law. All right, friends. Enjoy your meef. TTFN. We'll see you later. Bye. Yeah, that that last bye uh, got me, but I really, I really hope anybody listening to this enjoyed. I, I, yeah, I, I don't think, like I said, I'm, I'm even capable of any sort of hilarity or wittiness. But just getting the chance to listen, listen to one of my friends. I wasn't, I wasn't the closest person with him. There's people that are closer, and my heart goes out to everybody, to to his beautiful Autumn, to his sister, to his mom, to his dad, to to everyone, Arvin and Mike. And 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 Mark and and Keith and Ty and Nate and everybody. He's so many people. He was so close to all the people that came over. We all reminisced about memories of him. But uh, you know, I realize if you're listening to this, if you're a Sean talks uh, movies fan, this isn't me trying to get you to subscribe to my podcast. I, I give two shits about that. But I realized there was there was more there was more talking of him. There was him uh, just being his his amazing self. And, and it was my honor to, to record with them the four or five times that I got to. I think, indeed, I'm probably going to end up watching the original Thor movie and just listening to me and his commentary that we did and uh, just reliving that moment. I think I think it's a beautiful thing that we have so much, so much of, of his wonderful talking. Subscribe over at Sean Talks Movies. As I understand it, they're going to keep that website going and alive there's a lot of great thoughts on movies some really great guest episodes and solo episodes that he did and he did sean mentaries for some movies including the thor one that i mentioned and he was an amazing wonderful talented loving human being and uh this this is hardly a tribute to him because he's worth more than just two silly podcasts that he recorded with a fuzzball like me but uh yeah, I, I I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope anybody that saw me post this on the Sean Talks Movies things realizes this is out of love for him. This has nothing to do with with viewers or anything for me. I I really I I want people to have as much opportunity to hear amazing stuff. And since people listen to my podcast like geek stuff, I, I wanted his geek opinion out there again, current. So you know, if you didn't hear the previous episodes or you did and you liked them, you want to hear them again. Here they are. And uh, we'll be we'll be back later in the week or next week with with all the all the catch up all the news and T 
TV shows and everything. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm happy to have spent the time with them. Gone too soon, but uh, an amazing man. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off before I get emotional. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed it. So TTFN friends, you know all you know all the stuff, the website and the the laugh at a fuzzballs page. You know you know all that, and it's not important to me right now. I'll plug it on the next episode. But uh, yeah, an episode up on a Tuesday, courtesy of of a good friend who who uh, who's gone. But yeah, I got to I got to enjoy. I listened to all the literally shit. It's one thirty in the morning because I'm like I'm gonna listen to these podcasts before I put them up. I'm gonna enjoy this cathartic cathartic re-listening to time with a friend, and I and I have this forever, and or as long as it's on my computer. So I'll put it on the interweb so I can guarantee it's around. And uh, I'll see you all later. Take care of yourself. Love the ones you love who love you in return and let them know how special they are and cherish each moment. Cherish each moment because uh, we don't know what we get. And uh, Wookie signing off, moving it up. And uh, bye. TTFN, all the good stuff. <laughs>